This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Colony Optional Podcast. Yay! Usually, Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we're not this enthusiastic, but we I'll finally the ousted the heathens <laughs> from our show. <laughs> the traitors. The traitors, indeed. We've sent Got them rid. back. We've sent them back in to their original <laughs> country, such as Dutchland and such. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been there. It's beautiful. It is. It is quite nice, but... Yeah, everyone is gone. Dodger is on the houseboat, so, like, has basically no internet, so we didn't trust that. And Jesse, I don't even know where Jesse is. Jesse's like, yeah, I can't be there on Thursday. We couldn't do the show on Tuesday because I lost my voice. I still kind of have, but I'm chugging down the throat lozenges, so things will be fine. So I invited an all-British crew because I can, I can trust them not to fuck it up. <laughs> for the Available. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll see, what, we'll I see mean, how that goes. We'll give it a <laughs> shot. We'll, we'll give it a shot. So I shall introduce our guests one at a time. Make it his first appearance on the show. Yeah, try again. First appearance on the show. Sacriel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for, for inviting me. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Yes, I can clearly tell. Sound I mean, that's about as excited as a British man <laughs> gets. I have man flu. I'm trying not to die right now. I yeah, I don't worry. I understand. I totally understand. <laughs> Coming back to the show in the Littlewood. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much for having me again. No green shirt with a green screen today, which is good. You know, it's kind of disappointing in some ways, but never mind. Do I have a green... Uh, I, I have probably some Don't do it. I, I can't do the green screen <laughs> stuff. I can't make it funny. <laughs> I, I just I, like to make you flinch. Indeed. And I don't know how many times you've been here, but the strip and welcome to the show. Hi. I'm Dodger's <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> is that yeah. just how you introduce yourself now? Yeah, that's, that's on his business card. Well, I'm Jenna's husband, so, you know. Yeah. That's true. Oh, God, we're never going to let Blizzard let that one down. That's just... Oh, God. I, that was the worst. That was the worst. Uh, for those who don't know what that joke's been all about, people have been a little bit confused as to why we keep bringing this up. So during BlizzCon, uh, during the StarCraft II WCS finals, we'd actually gone to the Blizzard studios a week prior and recorded a bunch of stuff with them, and they'd put everybody there, about 40 of us, through these interviews to get some clips for what they said would be for the launch party. What they actually decided to do with it is they put the clips on during the live stream in front of, like, 80,000 people and a big... You know, they have the Anaheim Arena for WCS that's packed out, so thousands of people there. So they introduced, like, hey, you know, uh, Evil Geniuses Pro Gamer, or, you know, Total Biscuit, blah, 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 and all that kind of thing. And then they put up uh, Jenna Bain, job title, Total Biscuit's Wife. And everyone <laughs> just, like, ah. So were your Twitter bios, like, husband and wife before BlizzCon, or was this following it? Uh, that that I changed my Twitter bio uh, to Jenna Bain's husband after that happened, just as a, ah, as a I see. joke. I okay. And uh, some people are like, well, I don't understand why she's upset. There's like, 
I don't know, man. If you had your entire life defined by who you married, you'd probably be pretty fucking pissed off. I, right, stripping? <laughs> Dodger's boyfriend? <laughs> What's it like living in the shadow, you know? It's ironic. That's what it is. It's ironic. <laughs> yeah, because she's really five is. foot tall. Yeah, how do you live in the shadow of someone that four. short? I don't know, man. He has to stand. She has to stand on a pedestal, and he has to lie down really flat and pencil. Like. I was gonna say. I think. I think she's always held up on a pedestal, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, she is. Yeah. He's like been trying to argue this. He's just like, I know. <laughs> I know how I it know, is. God, yeah. So I know how it is. But yeah, that's over and done with. Blizzard says, "Sorry, don't worry about it. We're just we've been making a running joke out of it." Welcome to the Crossfield Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our show today is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Squarespace. Check squarespace.com slash cooptional for 10% off your first order. If you are an absolute idiot, you can make a website there anyway. It's ideal. You know, and I know our demographic. A lot of you are idiots. So this <laughs> even, is going to be even perfect Krendel for you. Make a website. Know your audience. Yep, he could. If he actually had the enthusiasm, and we know he does not, but... You know. Get 10% of your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. All right, we do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up the show, we'll be talking about the games we've been playing this week. And we'll also be dealing with some news and a little bit of drama here and there. And that'll be wrapping up the show by telling you what games are coming out, which is not a lot. I mean, it's, you know, we're mid-November now. Most of them are already out. So there will not, not be yeah. a lot. But I'm Couple super excited, man, because I just got my review code for Space Food Truck. Oh, yeah. For what? what? Space is that what I think it is? Food Truck. I mean... I, I'm going to assume it is what it says on the tin, and if it's not, I'm actually going to be kind of disappointed. Is this just another one in an ocean of simulators, or yeah, it's going to be a little. Um, it's it's like a it's like a space management game. There's a little uh, I can put up a little trailer on the screen right now. This is the early access trailer. You uh, assemble your crew, and you go across the universe in your space food truck, trying to sell various recipes to aliens. It actually looks kind of great. Like a Futurama-esque thing where you're just yeah. like a floating little ship with a flashy yes. sign and aliens come past and get a burger. Yeah, it that pretty much Oh my god, it is. It is. Yeah. It sounds like it reminds me of a game that I played literally 20 years ago called B G Gazillionaire. Oh my god, Gazillionaire. Someone else actually that? fucking remembers that game. Yeah, Gazillionaire Deluxe, I think, was the version I played, but I only played the shareware version because I could never... Yeah. I didn't have a credit card, so I couldn't, like, mail <laughs> order the real game, and it wasn't a box copy. Gazillionaire was fucking amazing. It was so good for its time. Oh, yeah, it was like a space trading game with a really interesting sense of humor, and yeah. it was awesome. I loved it. But this so looks this great, like a, actually. A real yeah, I'm just watching it on the stream at the minute. It's interesting. Of course, there's a mild card game inside of there as well. That's right up my alley. It's got a mild card game in it. I'll play it. I can guarantee it. written all over it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Loving that. I've actually been binging on The Great Food Truck Race, which is a show on the Food Network over here. Netflix has got it now, where they get eight uh, crews of people that have never done a food truck before and send them across the country trying to, uh, to make money, but they consistently fuck with them in different ways. Oh, I saw one episode of that, and they all sent them to the same party, and then they had to compete. Compete, yeah. yeah. Oh. There was another one where they're like, hey, you're all going vegan for a day. And then there was like the, the Philly cheesesteak truck is like, what the fuck, man? Like, what, am I, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? That, that show is really compelling viewing. I know a lot of it's obviously bullshit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. I, I mean, I love watching food be cooked in stupid circumstances. Like, I'm convinced the Food Network is nothing but that now. Yeah. I'm, I think, I've been, like, uh, didn't Britain really invent that, though? 
Like, we invented everything, uh, technically. So I mean, a, a lot of like the, the really kind of, hey, we're going to challenge you to cook shows were invented in Britain. Like, I mean, obviously MasterChef is the fucking original. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then there's the there's whole... something for every kind of cooking, though. Cooking, baking, whatever it is. We've got the, the Great Bake Off and like the, the great whole British country Bake Off, yeah. gets it involved with it. There's a lot of famous chefs in America are English. Yeah. Yeah. True Gordon enough, Ramsey. yeah. There's a lot of uh, stuff over there, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, there's this kind of British stereotype chef of we're a hard ass and we're going to go in and yell at you and say, it's bloody raw and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just my, one of my favorite gifts of all time, and I just bring it out at random occasions, is the idiot sandwich one. It's so good. Love yeah. it. Love it. Slices of bread each size. Like, what are you? She's like, an idiot sandwich. <laughs> a... Oh, God. It's... it's like, an idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich chef. <laughs> We have been exporting mean hosts for a long time. Like mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. I recall, didn't they send uh, what's her face, the weakest link woman whose Anne name escapes me? Something. Oh yeah, and Robinson. And Robinson over, yeah. and, and people were like, "She's too mean." Like I, I'm pretty no, sure they had to change the host. Judge Judy. Like they're on about the same level. She I is. would say. Judge, oh, Judy's, to the death, Judge, Judge Judy's got like an underlying degree of humor. I guess yeah. so. Whereas Amazon is just like female Terminator. Yeah. You think they would get it though, because like Americans love like the British Office, which is equally as dry as like. Do Anne they Robinson. love the British Office? Because no, I mean, they, they made the American no, 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 one, which opposite. is nowhere near as they good. They hate British Office. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I think the American Office is great. One. What? Really? Oh, yeah. They I, like I, the American I, Office because it's more slapstick. But Ricky set the it's bar like, too high. Hate. See, with British humor, we love awkward situations, and Americans hate. They hate the cringe. Yeah, they really hate the cringe. They hate the cringe and the awkward situation. It makes them feel uncomfortable. So any yeah. humor I, we have that's awkward, they don't like I feel like, like it. most of Ricky's stuff goes straight over my head. I really love, like, Carl and, like, Idiot Abroad, that type of oh. stuff. But, you know, extras, The Office, all those other kinds of things. I did, I just don't get it. Really? Wow. It, yeah, I'm probably just I think just Carl's really just done another episode. Because he did The uh, Idiot Abroad, where Ricky sends him abroad and then, like, ridicules him and makes him do stupid stuff. And mm. then he's got a new one called the, the, Mo the Moaning of Life instead of The Meaning of Life. <laughs> yeah. And he just yeah. went to do his season two this year. So I think it just came out recently, so... He always really says it's stuff. his last one, and you know it's not. And I don't know what oh, to, right. to what degree he is a character and he's actually just a bit he's, sheltered. Carl? Yeah, he's yeah. not. No, because if you go if that's, you go back like 15 years, he used to genuinely be Ricky Gervais's um, producer on XFM before Ricky yeah. even did The Office. And he's the exact from day one when they just pipe, they just turn his microphone on. They're like, hey, Carl, what's this? He just says stupid shit immediately. And he wasn't <laughs> yeah. even like part of the show. And after one week of like people were writing in saying like, you have to have Carl on the show every time. He just became part of the show. So my favorite thing is was... him and Stephen going head to head with stuff. When they disagree on a topic, it is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Especially when, when Carl takes takes the piss out of Steve's look and, and, yeah. and Ricky just laughs at him and they, he kind of like pokes him a bit till they argue it's really good stuff. Mm. Sounds perfect. <laughs> I'll be all over that. I think they had to rename the Great British Bake Off over here. Like they call it something else because uh, they put it on Netflix. Hmm, I'm gonna Great to... American Barbecue or something. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept it like British, but I don't think they used the term Bake Off, probably because they might find it offensive or something. Like they thought Bake Off was some kind of euphemism. I, I really don't know. What? I think the, the strangest thing this year was uh, It was renamed to the it? Great British Baking Show because <laughs> they, people wouldn't understand what Bake Off meant. C could they not figure that out? I mean, no. really? And because of the renaming, it bombed, apparently. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, that's, that's nuts. It was really strange seeing YouTubers on it this year. They had, uh, I can't remember how many were on there. I know Zoella was on it. Okay. Um, in the UK this year. And I could have sworn there was one other YouTuber who was on it as well. But that was interesting seeing kind of like the overlap. 
That's starting to happen a lot more now, and it, it mm. is getting a little weird. It's a bit strange. I, I like being in my little sheltered corner away from all this kind of thing, yeah. and I'm not sure I'm okay with this encroachment. Yeah, I need my safe space. It feels like every British vlogger, and even like some of like the British gaming YouTubers, they all seem to have like either a regular show on Radio One or like a one-off at least, like you know, yeah. once a quarter. And it's just, I don't know, it's cool. It's the kind of thing I would love to do, but it ain't gonna happen. Mm. Apparently, Bake Off has drug connotations in the US. I guess it would actually come to think oh, of yeah, it. I suppose maybe wouldn't wouldn't a Bake Off. Mm. I, I I'm gonna look on Urban Dictionary and see if there is a term <laughs> oh, for this. God, no. All Every right. nerdy white guy's way of understanding cultural terms. <laughs> so you just watch a lot of. I watch a lot of Vine, so that's usually uh, my way of keeping okay. up with things. Is that yours? Competition yeah. to see who can get more baked, i.e., smoke <laughs> yes. more weed. Yes. Holy shit, dude! This is my 29th bowl. I've reached the plateau. I think I can't do this bake off anymore. Stop being go. such a puss. I'm on my 69th blood bowl, and I ain't. Even I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At what point during getting absolutely baked do you say I've reached the plateau? <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh no! That, that, that word leaves your dictionary, your vocabulary when you're that when you're that big. I was gonna say like that. That one has too many syllables, i.e., two yeah. of them. And secondly, <laughs> that's too complex or too elegant a term to use. Yeah. Hang on, there's another yeah. meaning here: a competition to determine who can bake the best air biscuit. That's more like it. Which is a fart. Yeah, it's more like that it. has four thousand thumbs down. I have a feeling that one might have been made up. Yeah, you know? might be spurious. <laughs> yeah, I love that name hyperlink to air biscuit. That's brilliant. Yeah, just so in case you didn't know. <laughs> oh god, air biscuit. All right, let's uh, talk about video games. We've been playing a, a great deal of them. Of course, it's November. We've had a chance to play. I imagine almost all of the stuff that has come out right now. I actually just started Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, this morning. Any chance any of you have played that yet? I don't get uh, on with AC games. Yeah, me neither. Neither do I've I. Watched, I've watched people play it. <laughs> I've played the I previous was... installments, but I was waiting for PC release. Yeah, I mean, I, I only, I'm really only playing it to find out how good the PC version is because, like, it's another Assassin's Creed game. Uh, the so performance-wise, let me put it this way: you turn it up to maximum at 1080p with the NVIDIA specific options on. Two Titan X is not enough to keep it at 60 in outdoor areas. Wow. It's wow. ridiculous. What? Like the Nvidia options tank your frame rate across the board even on obviously Nvidia cards like their flagship cards. If you turn them off, the performance seems to be fine, but like anyone who's not on that, I think someone was saying, "Yeah, I'm uh, using like a 970 or whatever." And I put it on ultra went outside and I got 4 frames a second. I was like, "Oh my what? god, that's nuts." That must be some kind of like driver bug, though. Surely you think not. so? Because the poly count and the textures aren't high enough to, to warrant that kind of performance. Yeah, but I mean, that was yeah. the case with uh, with uh, Unity last year, right? I mean, Unity oh. had a, a similar issue. I'm just uh, putting up on the screen right now a little uh, PC performance uh, pro problem video by Idiotech, who's showing some uh, frame rate right here. And I... I I was getting kind of... I haven't got to the main big city area yet, but, like, there's a huge difference between indoors and outdoors. Some of those options, like, I had to turn off most of my AA. I had to turn off all of the soft shadow stuff because that was killing my frame rate completely. What I will say is that so far I haven't encountered any massive awful glitches like Unity, but I'm not far enough in yet to really say whether or not that's going to be a thing. And looking at, like, this footage from Idiotech, like, these streets look a lot less populated oh, than the ones in the Unity did. it down and it drops to 30. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's... Crazy. I, d I don't know exactly... Ooh, 
then never mind. I don't know exactly what uh, specs this guy's running on. Obviously, I'll do my own video of it, but a lot of people are complaining about performance issues again. I don't know why people are surprised. I mean, it's Assassin's Creed. It, it breaks consistently, but mm. so far for me, it hasn't been as bad as Unity yet. I just, I, remember... I, I don't know how these games get shipped out I don't when know. there's such broad, you know, because they're performance. Pre pre-ordered. They've got to meet a deadline and they've got to start the next game. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, these like, things so. are coming out every year. Like, and it's it's unnecessary. It really is, because they never ever change anything. I'm I'm bored of Assassin's Creed. Like, I was bored of Assassin's Creed five games ago. Is there anything different about this one? I mean, it's in England and you can play as two different characters who all kind of do the same thing anyway, from what I can tell. Like yeah. one was supposed to be stealth orientated and one was supposed to be um combat oh. orientated, but like, so far, the combat is mash the left mouse button more than any mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed game I've played so far. Uh, it, it's not even like... I know a lot of people start, have started complaining about the Arkham combat system, but at least that requires a bit of timing, a bit of rhythm. Yeah. Assassin's mm -hmm. Creed is just you mash left mouse button, and they will the enemies will wait to go for you, like, one at a time, and you just hit E, and you've got such a margin <laughs> for error to do a counter and shit. It's so mm -hmm. boring. Yeah, I saw a video where a guy's, like, battering some dude with what looked like a, I think it was a walking stick or a cane. Yeah, like batter, yeah. And there's like five dudes around him just literally just stood Dancing there watching and he's like pushing the guy into a wall and he bounces off and hit him on the leg and he falls over and all this crazy stuff. He looked like a Bond movie in the 80s where all the henchmen are like waiting to be killed. Yeah, they dance around <laughs> you. They don't, they don't even try. And, you know, I thought that maybe they'd be able to fix that a while ago by the introduction of firearms, but all it did was a system where it's like, oh, press F to pull someone in front of you and you get about 10 seconds to do it so it doesn't mm. fucking matter. Assassin's Creed has always had a problem with being far too fucking easy. Like, you become mm. almost unkillable. And this game, so far anyway, and bear in mind I haven't played that much of it, doesn't seem to have fixed that. So I for me, that's really why enjoyed I... the multiplayer for the last couple of them. Because yeah, and they've cut that That's now. where the challenge is. Yeah, that was great. Like, that was a really oh, that... interesting is that... idea. Is that the one where you kind of walk around a marketplace yes. and you kind of pretend to yeah. be a civilian? You pretend to be like, an NPC. There's tons of NPCs that look like you, so you have to behave like an NPC. And yeah. then if you think yeah. you see someone that is an NPC, you have to execute them. It's like, yeah, you know, it's isn't cool. one of the moves that you jab them with a needle or something and they die like five seconds yeah. later? Five seconds poison. later, yes. Yeah. Oh, you get bonus damn. points for pulling off the really <laughs> difficult stuff. That that was really cool. Like uh, They took ideas from that game, The Ship, which I believe they're remaking, which I'm super excited about. The Ship is really fucking amazing. I really enjoy that amazing. game. It's such oh, like it's... A, a raw and clunky engine, but it's so fun to play. You've got to play it with the right people. Like you yeah. play it oh, with yeah, puppies, absolutely. it's yeah, pointless. Yeah. Like you've got to be role playing. You've got to mm -hmm. like because I know when I played puppies, everyone just um, they use the best weapon. Like they just grab the gun, but that game rewards you for using like a saucepan and shit. Like every round, it gives you like you use this shitty weapon in order to do it, and you get much more money. And like you've got to role play, and you've got to be really careful, and it has all sorts of weird features. The shit was really interesting, and Assassin's Creed basically stole its multiplayer idea from there. The problem is, last couple of games they haven't had it. Like they've taken it out. Oh, so what? What are we left with now in terms of multiplayer, or is um, there none? I mean, they're trying to make the game bigger, so they don't have enough time. Is it got co-op? Unity co had co-op. I don't know. If, does Syndicate have co-op? Did they cut no it? Idea. I have no idea. Oh, I'm not sure. Because no, I never, I never from, bothered with the co-op in the last game. I just don't get along with that genre as an entirety. Although in the past two years, the one game that is in that style that I really got along well with was Shadow of Mordor. Yes, I felt like that yeah. did so many things right, and it actually got me interested in like you know that area of gaming. Um, yeah. which is why when I picked up more, some of the more recent ACs, I'm just like, nah, Shadow did it better. Mm. Shadow did it better. <laughs> I mean, Shadow had a better combat system, it had a better setting, and it once, the, the Nemesis Sorry. system was great. 
you know? Oh, the continuity mm -hmm. through that and the scars and, oh, man, it was so good. I'm surprised no other game to this day has stolen that Nemesis system. They will eventually. Because it was fucking mm -hmm. genius and it made mm -hmm. it so fun. Yeah, there's no co-op and no multiplayer in uh, AC Syndicate <laughs> yeah. at all. Wow. They got rid of everything because they only had a certain amount of time, one year, like always, to churn out the game. Is and to figure they out... to a better game, they just... You know what would be interesting would be to figure out how much single-player content there is in the game and then compare it to the last game, which did have multiplayer, because you're basically paying the same price for the same mm -hmm. game on a pre-existing engine, so there's not too you much engine more. work to do. Yep. So if they just cut out whole suites of the game like multiplayer and co-op, but charge you the same price for a same-length single-player, then it's just another kind of sign of the times that people are cutting stuff out to, to sell you stuff for, for more money. I mean, mm. that game launched with microtransactions. You know, in a single player, fully single player game as microtransactions. So like, yeah, that sounds like Ubisoft, all right. I mean, there's so far there doesn't seem to be like anything in there that Wasn't really that excites me. Also. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. It's just what the hell are you guys doing these days? But I, I mean, I heard they also like they pretty much uh, dumbed the climbing system down. Like they give you a fucking grappling hook, so all of the like climbing puzzles that were in the previous game is basically gone. Mm. So you just skip like three quarters of the building from the uh, from the go. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm fine with because I hated the climbing, but I also realized a lot of the Assassin's Creed guys really like that, you know, because that mm -hmm. was a main part of it, trying to negotiate your way up a cathedral and shit. I remember doing all the challenges in Assassin's Creed 2. It's like, you've got to get to the uh, uh, the top of this uh, cathedral, but it's actually kind of hard to do, and you've got to figure it out, and there's some timing and all that kind of thing. The mm -hmm. platforming's even easier than it used to be. You literally just hold space and run, and you're mostly fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I always wish they'd have more of a finesse system for the climbing. Yeah. So, like... If you have to do something that involves like careful placement of your legs, you press one key and you have to press another key for, do, for doing like swings and another key for doing grabs. So if you see someone doing great parkour, you're like, wow, he's really good at this. Whereas yeah. at the moment, you literally just hold space and forward and you just like traverse the map like a ninja. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel very fulfilling. That game seems to have less and less mechanics the further it goes in. You know, where, as we said, the combat's really super simple and the, uh, the climbing's really super simple as well. And I'm like, wait, what, so what exactly is like hooking me into this game then? Other than it being set in London, which obviously is a setting that I'm kind of cool with. And yeah. oh, you know what's great? They translate London slang in the subtitles. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, oh really? It's just a million apostrophes. The, there's a lot of like, they put it in brackets, like what that actually means. Oh, sorry. I forget what you mean. I thought they wrote oh, okay. it kind of like, you know, sometimes when they say like, all right, mate, like they'll put like A-W apostrophe and then what, is it Cockney rhyming and stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that. I mean, it's mostly just like terms you've heard before, but it's like just London slang in general. Yeah. And they feel well, like they have watching, to translate that. Well, because it's so difficult JP to player. I was watching yeah. JP player and I was like translating for him. So like he'd be talking <laughs> to a character and the character would go like, take a butcher's upstairs. And he's like, take a butcher's. Where's the butcher? I'm like, no, butcher's hook. Look. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of understandable. You know, I mean, if you don't know Cockney Rhyming slang, you know, take, take a butcher's is not something that people are going to really understand. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's the thing just, as well with... Um, they should understand the, it. Exactly. The they don't make some but traits. But they forsake us. Yeah. That's why we're making a stance on this show Absolutely. Today. That's why we've taken a stand today. We are revoking your independence. You've shown you can't be trusted <laughs> with it. That's enough. Yeah. Taking it back. This is the Colony Optional Podcast. Yep. I read that as colonoscopy podcast. I was like, I don't know what I've let myself yeah, in for here. No, yeah. trust me. You don't want that. You don't want that. I was, I was tagged in it. I was like, is that really TBU tweeted that? And I had to reread it a second time. You're all going to have to suffer one eventually. And I'm going to laugh when it happens. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. You got to have it. I felt like, I, I felt like I you, youngins, you youngins think you're going to get away with it, but... Can it's probably just be like men and not 
go to the doctor whenever we have medical problems. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'd strongly suggest not doing that thing. Just FYI. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right, so yeah, Assassin's Creed, I mean, none of us are really care do we so should we move mm-hmm. on to battlefront sacri you've been us. playing a ton of that yeah. right yeah yeah loads uh, of it yeah well why don't we fan. start with you talking about that before i rip the living shit out of this game i think you're the only person <laughs> in this call who doesn't like it by the way yeah, this would like be great it. i think uh, do, do all of you actually like it yeah i mean i i only got to play during beta it's only just obviously gone live today and i've not had time to um to sit down on it cool. so well i mean i would love to hear your perspective but... on it because you know i i am finding it very hard to enjoy a single aspect of that game so by all means uh Sacriel, why don't you start off you've been streaming a ton of this game yeah i've been streaming a, a whole bunch i played a lot of the beta um and what's interesting is they've definitely taken a lot of the feedback that we gave during the beta so for example if you play walker assault on the hoth map where previously you could literally run to the enemy spawn and just ruffle stomp them for a while yeah although you could counter it like a lot of people would say oh well the atst is overpowered if you just walk into spawn and kill people all it takes is two people to spawn with ion grenades and just throw it and kill it in two seconds flat it's just mm-hmm. a learning curve thing but they've, they've definitely rebalanced the entire game uh, they've added a semblance of um, recoil and dispersion to the weapons, which they previously didn't have. They felt very samey before. It was just like a different rate of fire and a different sound. But now they, there's a, definitely a different nuance between the weapons, which adds a level of skill. There's a surprising amount of weapons. I thought there'd only be like six, six or seven blasters, but there's, there's a lot more. There's a whole bunch of variety in the different cards that you can build. Uh, like, like the card hands you can take into the game. So you can take two hands in yourself and you can actually inherit a third hand from your partner. So if you forget to bring in an anti-vehicle hand, your partner might have one that you can kind of borrow when you spawn. And I think it adds a nice flexibility to the game where you might be the, I want a snipe guy, but if you bump into a vehicle and you, it's not a hard counter to you, you you're not definitely screwed because there's always pickups you can pick up or your teammate mm-hmm. might spawn on you and he's got anti-vehicle weapons and stuff. Uh, in terms of the engine, it's probably one of the best engines I've seen for a long time. It does like, look absolutely gorgeous. There's no doubt. The Endor map is you spawn in the Endor map and you forget about the gameplay. You just walk around looking at the ferns and the plants and the the water. Oh and the I ch- went up. I went up a bridge Unreal. and there was a little Ewok and he yeah. screamed at me and then ran into his house and shot. Yeah, they get running in the house and slammed the door. <laughs> no, yeah. and on some of the maps is like Jawas that are like by their big sand truck things and when you go to them they run up and like scurry inside. Uh, but overall, Hit Reg, great. FPS unreal. I play on like high and ultra and stream with lots of over like strenuous well. overlays and I get like a hundred mm. FPS. Yeah. Um uh I've had no problems with the servers, but T B you mentioned earlier that you, you had some problems. Yeah, um from what I can tell, I seem to have kind of resolved it now. It may be an NAT issue. Uh since I haven't had the problem since I plugged directly into my modem. The thing is like this is the only multiplayer game I've ever had this issue with. And honestly, like in 2015, I shouldn't be reading up guides on how to port forward and shit. And I don't even know if those work <laughs> anyway. A lot of prob- a lot of people have been having this problem, but there's not really been any real response from EA as of yet as to how to fix it. But it seems like it's a similar problem that Battlefield 4 had with uh, disconnecting from servers. Yes. So if there's something about the way EA does things, which is broken and balked and not like any other company that clearly can get multiplayer working. So I don't know what it is, but like I said, I haven't had that problem since plugging it in. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of been it's the least of my worries with um, that game. specific to the Frostbite engine. Yeah, it seems Maybe. to be. I'm just looking at the, like, the clip on the stream as well of the Falcon flying around. Have they adjusted the flying at all? Because I found that so oh, impossible during the beta. Right, so it was like, I'd trick. do this with There's my mouse like five times. There's a trick to it. So they've okay. designed it so that 
you're supposed to interchange it with a controller. Pause. You know so what? Every, so what? When you say, I should when not you have to vehicle, do that. I don't know, Sam. I disagree. I, I, I don't have... And you pick up this, and you fly with this. No, get out. And you I don't have skies. to do that, though. No, I play with the mouse, and, and I'm fine. put it down, and then you go back to FPSing with the mouse and keyboard. I am 100% serious. <laughs> That's not, not, not designed it like that, though, because I play with the mouse, serious. and I still top the boards on those modes. So you don't have to do that. Sure, it's easier, but, you know... Um, you, you can definitely do it with the mouse. One of the key things to do is to, in the key bindings, you've got like your your or whatever whatever the technical term is to go up or down is set to your mouse wheel up and down axis. You can also bind a key to it. So what I do is I bind like Q or something to your up. Uh, so when I'm flying, if I wanted to do a tight loop, I don't have to whiz my mouse across the mouse mat. I just hold that key and I, I hold it. And then as soon as I get behind someone, I release that key and I'm back on the fine controls of aiming with my, my mouse. So there's definitely right. ways around it. Um, it just, I it just felt like it was a little too difficult to begin with, though, wasn't it? Like, I was, was playing it, I was having yeah. to turn it like, I was having to drag my mouse five times across the mouse mat to make even just a U-turn, let alone like... You know, oh, I, I couldn't even imagine doing a loop before. And you've got, hey, you've this got the f This is why I'm the ultimate Battlefield player, because I play console too, so I can just interchange. Yeah. Like war. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think so it's just, I think right, like, so. You flow like water, right? Like okay. Yeah. Yep. Also, if I get like a hero character and they go into third person, grab the controller. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. You don't play the shooting part in third person. No, if I'm shooting, but if I'm like Vader, then I just use a controller. Oh, okay, that's weird. Okay, I don't see yeah, how you benefit from strange. that. But no, I think Sam's literally the only person who does this. Yeah. Well, have I they have done anything in regards to um? Oh god, mind blank. No, it's gone. You can do it. You can do it. Oh god. Come on. This is like school. <laughs> you know, I, have, I have one huge issue with Battlefront. I love the game. I think it looks amazing. It's really fun. It's pretty casual, I think, firstly. And the thing I hate, I cannot fathom how much I hate this, is the spawning system is so oh my god. fucked. It yeah. makes me livid. Like, well, you Battlefront. Just, you, yeah, you just get spawned. You can get spawn camped. Very you can have easily. someone firing rockets at a place, and you will spawn there and like insta die to the rockets. Also, people will like an enemy will spawn three feet behind you and just shoot you in the back. Yeah, so in like, blast is, mode, it's just. I all agree with that. In blast mode, it has TDM, and what the what the gate what the server does is it basically it normalizes the position of all the players on the map and finds the area with the least enemy and chooses your spawn point for that section. But occasionally there might be one straggler, so you, you will have people spawn on you. But that's that's pretty hard to overcome. If you have a map designed for TDM, you can't have a spawn point where there's no one. But uh, yeah, I agree with on TDM. But on like Walker Assault and Supremacy, I don't think I've ever been spawn camped in any of my streams. Oh, dude, I, it I have. To me today. I was playing the yeah. point cap thing where you cap like, there's like five points and you cap them Supremacy. and you Supremacy, push up yeah. against the other team. And people were just spawn. There was a Vader just spawn camping rebels as they spawn yep. with a lightsaber. It's like that bad. There's there's basically no protected spawn areas, like which is ridiculous in 2015. Because I thought we'd figure the spawning thing out for the most part, you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially Somewhat. in yeah. something like Walker Assault, there's no excuse for it because you know at any given time where the rebels need to spawn relative to the Imperials because the walker is moving consistently through the map. Mm -hmm. So you should be able to plan your spawn locations pretty well, and yet you absolutely don't. Like, they have failed that completely. It's really easy to... Sp I mean, God, I have like six people spawn under an orbital strike. I mean... Wow. Yeah. Under no circumstance should that ever fucking happen, and yet it happens consistently. The spawning is a, is a real problem in that game, but... I mean, it's that's... very fun. 
I disagree. <laughs> How uh, do you feel about the survivability okay. in the game? Because they were talking about like it's terrible. Uh, uh, no, see, I think it's great. I feel like Call of Duty run around for no more than six seconds, and someone's got me. You die very quickly in Call of Duty versus Battlefield. This. I feel like I'm journeying around for like upwards of five minutes. Sometimes, as soon as I get there, I'm dead. Whereas this game, I feel like it's a solid at least a minute, a minute and a half window for me being alive at each time, and it feels yeah. like each one is like its own little adventure. Mm, I don't feel that way. Like, okay, I, I'm, I'm with TV. So, also... uh, so sorry, Zachary, I'll go ahead. Then I'll uh, sort of launch into my points. Sure. There's also like f on the survivability thing. There's a lot of flexibility in the card system. So, for example, uh, there's a lot of nade spam in the game, and one of the one of the trait cards is called bodyguard, and you basically you spawn in with 25% um, explosive reduction damage. So you can get like headshot with a grenade, and you just go down to 25% instead of die. And then when you get yeah. a couple of kills, it goes up to 50, and then 75% damage reduction. You've also got squads like pickups like the squad shield and personal shield. So if you're the kind of player that's maybe newer to these kind of games and you don't know the maps, you don't get the feel of the, the, the game flow yet, you have these options available to you to kind of mitigate your weaknesses mm. through the, the, the different hands. The main is you mm. don't have the options available because they're really far Unless down the fucking hours tree. Into the game some of, some of them are, yeah. It. A lot of them are, like, it's one of the, I mean the one of the first problems I've got is the unlock system. Like you start mm. off, you are an absolute disadvantage. There's no way around it. Yep. Like the, a lot of the early stuff. I mean, what the fuck is the scout pistol? Like, can someone explain <laughs> what the fuck the point of that is? One of the first unlocks you get is awful. Like it serves no purpose whatsoever. And yeah, it's like, hey, great, that sounds awesome. Like, so you get to shoot twice and it must be really powerful, right? No, it takes off like half health at most, and that's assuming you hit with it. And then it takes you time to switch back to your weapon, at which point you're fucking dead. But the, the unlock system is one of the, like, you know, Call Seek of Duty solved this problem ages ago, right? It solved it by having a bunch of default class loadouts that are competitive. And then mm -hmm. under create a class, you eventually figure things out. Like, I've been playing a lot of Black Ops, and we'll talk a little bit about Black Ops uh, 3 a little bit later on the show. But I did not feel disadvantaged starting off in Black Ops 3 at all. Like, it gave me a competitive weapon, some competitive perks, and I could get right into the game. And you've been able to do that through, like, eight cod iterations. In this, you get in... You have nothing, and the <clears throat> shit that you unlock, I mean, outside of the thermal detonator... You have, like, a pistol. Yeah, that then, fucking pistol. And then your first perk is another pistol. That is even that shittier than bullets. that pistol. Just in case you didn't want to use the first <laughs> pistol, you can swap yeah. to your second pistol and shoot... Which has two shots and does no damage anyway. Again. You know, basically... Yeah, I mean, basically, until you get your first... Um, charge-based star card, which comes after the pulse cannon, you can't have a competitive loadout in any way. Like That's not strictly true. So basically, uh, you you can inherit one, the primary car, uh, hand of your partner in the that's game. That's assuming you have a partner. Exactly. You have, well, and you have no you way to determine to... whether or not you get one, and that partner might be level one, and there's no way for sure, you to... Exactly, yeah. So if they're new... And you have and four you, pistols. And yeah. You are... yeah. <laughs> yes! But yeah, so yeah, but just strictly speaking, technically you can go, you can inherit a hand. But I agree, the system is is really rough for, for newer players. I it, it really is. Like the best thing they probably could have done with it is to go down the old Black Ops route of having unlock tokens. Mm -hmm. I mean, they kind of still have that in Black Ops Three now, but they still uh, fucking level gate everything because they're idiots. But it's just like, okay, here's a selection of cards. Uh, pick one to unlock, or pick yeah, one to try for this game. Did you like it? Unlock it permanently. You know, I mean, I don't see yeah. any reason. It's like it, a lot of it's really. I think like a lot of it is really reactive to what happened in the beta. You know the the cycler rifle spam in the beta. The way they mm. fix that is they shove the cycler rifle behind like level forty or whatever. Eventually, it will be cycler rifle spam again. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that will happen because that weapon is really good. As it stands, you get the pulse rifle, which is in some ways better than the cycle rifle because you can kill them with a body shot, but you have to charge it up. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of dig that because it's reasonably balanced. Although, mm -hmm. honestly, since you can hit someone from a mile away for an instant kill anyway, it's not. But here's the biggest problem I got with Battlefront, above everything else. And I've got a lot of problems with Battlefront. This game is full of fucking cheese. Like, it is laden with cheese. The ways that you die in this game are the cheesiest ways that I have ever died in any game ever. I really like, like the Wilhelm scream whenever you die. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it is a game where you will die, like, out of nowhere, and you could basically do nothing about it. Like, an orbital strike is a great example. And you're going to say, oh, but you get warned. Yeah, but if they dropped, if you were right in the middle of that orbital strike, you're not getting out of it. It's like, That's oh, but point, I put down. If you have a yeah, jetpack, you can. Yeah. But, but then you instantly die. You know, and you died from someone who was a mile away from a power-up that they randomly found that they got lucky about. I mean, for God's sake, we got Orbital Strike three times in a row on one map just because they got lucky with their pickups. I mean, you die to that, you die to consistent grenade span, you die to ATSTs, you die to ATAT fire, you die to fucking some sniper a mile away, you die to Darth Vader showing up, you die to Luke Skywalker showing up, you die to a fucking fighter uh, uh, crashing into you. Like, <laughs> I, the amount of times I die in a game... That were that I thought. Oh, you know what? I died because I sucked. Are so few compared to oh, yeah, I, I died so. to some random shit that got dropped on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Call of Duty, you you feel like you're you got outshot. Um, sometimes. No, in Call of Duty, you. I mean, your character There's itself. There's always when you're playing, someone behind you. Feel you. Like you are There's the always someone behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and you are doing this like super secret mission, or you're fighting these insurgents, and you're the best of the best. And in Battlefront, you literally feel like. You're a stormtrooper in the movie, like you're just disposable fodder. Which, like, My is part of the. Yeah. Everyone's just dying. Is that part like, of the right feel, there. though? It Rags is part of the feel, there. but yeah, the I think like that game. Holy I shit. think if they were gonna go for the yeah. feel, like they should have gone whole hog. Like, here, here's an example, right? If you're gonna go for the idea that you're disposable and that your KD doesn't matter, why is it the first thing that ranks you on the scoreboard? What, like, why do the rebels even have a death counter under Walker Assault? They're always gonna die twice as much as the fucking Imperials. That's true. Now, why do they even have that? It's not there. Like, they could have... Like, Walker Assault, I think, is the best mode that's available compared to everything else. Everything else, to me, like, exposes the weaknesses of that game. But Walker Assault, like, I feel immersed. Yes. But I want to be, like, more immersed. I want more shit to happen that Star Wars related. And that just kind of doesn't happen. Like, it's 90% kind of average dull shooter where I die to cheese... And 10%, oh, wow, that was an awesome Star Wars moment. And yep. it needs more awesome Star Wars moment. And all the other modes, I mean, God, Hero Hunt is the most boring shit in the universe. It's like, oh, great. We all just shoot at this guy until he eventually dies. And then one of us gets to be the dickhead again. And we all run around <laughs> hoping that we don't get caught out by this guy. It's so Fight true. Fighter Squadron <laughs> is like, wait till someone gets the Millennium Falcon and then gets fucking 20 kills because they're the Millennium fucking Falcon. You know, getting a getting a hero power up is the most fun thing in that game, and that's because you fucking dominate, and everyone else feels like shit because you're dominating them. I got Darth Vader today, and I hid inside the cave. Oh god, yeah, I've done that. Swing in it. Just and I keep just killing them. Corner, and every time someone walked in, I just choked them and choked just did it all game. I never left. I got a I shoot bodies right by I just, it, I right just by stood it. in the corridor, and every time someone walked in the corridor, they just went, oh shit, and I just threw a lightsaber, and then I was just like, all right. I got fucking Boba Fett and did 30 kills before somebody took me down, because Boba Fett is that fucking good. Like, yeah, he's great. A, a lot of people have said, you know, the best thing to do if you see a hero is just run the other way. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah you, you, you're kind of right. Like, unless another hero shows up, and that's random, you know? 
And it's not like, okay, there's going to be a cool hero duel. Apparently, there's lightsaber dueling mechanics in the game. Did you even know that? Have you ever got to see a lightsaber duel in that game? I've, Fuck I've no. Played, I've played hero mode. It may be in that you have, another, yeah. Well, no, I've played hero mode as Vader against Luke, and there's never been a duel. It's just both people just going... Yeah, you, you both have to do your number two attack at the same time, yeah, and then the it just becomes... Time. You have to was like, it... synchronize your number two. Yeah. What game was it? Was it Jedi Knight or something where you do the same thing and you blades are... Yeah, it's Jedi Knight, and you have to left-click spam to knock well, the Well, Jedi guy Knight over. had a full uh, lightsaber combat system. Like, yeah. they had a, a... I think it was called a Movie Battles was a mod for Jedi Knight where people just fucking... Uh, they they were got really good at it. You know, mm -hmm. they did all sorts of cool shit. Um, but... You know, a lot of the cool stuff in that game comes from being an overpowered asshole at the expense of everybody else. And that's, that's to me, like, the, the the shooting in particular, you mentioned, like, they'd added a little bit of, like, uh, dispersion. Like It's like, yeah, they have. The problem is that it's very random and it's really hard to control. Like, mm -hmm. I don't expect it to be Counter-Strike, you know, where you can control the recoil patterns. But a lot of the time, it seems to me like... I will either murder someone at a mile range because I got lucky because five of my shots hit exactly where they're supposed to go, or my first shot hit where it's supposed to go, and the other one went up here and up here and everywhere. Yep. And it's like, okay, I'm firing in control bursts, but really, is there a lot that I can do to affect this outcome? Most of the kills are because I came in from the side and the guy didn't see me. I was you know? using a long range pistol, and it's designed for like pretty much near sniping. It's like specifically long range single fire. But that reticule in the middle of the screen is a centimeter wide. Oh, diameter. God. It's, it's like, I don't know yeah. where this shot's so going to go. you see someone, you're like, maybe I can hear? I mean, it might work. <laughs> you'll you'll notice like the me. amount of mutual kills because the uh, the shots have, like, serious travel, travel time. time. The amount of yeah. times you die to the same guy that you just killed, that happens yeah. a lot. There's a lot of trading. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, Speaking like, of, like, the scope and the reticules and stuff, I just remembered what I was going to ask earlier on. Have they done anything different in regards to, uh, not the snipers, but the regular, like, pistols and blasters and stuff? They said that they weren't going to have the actual accuracy change when you're scoped in. Is that still the same, or did they take any feedback and change that? Because like, if you, when you scope in, it doesn't make it any more... I don't think it affects I think it it's just easier time. to hit them because yeah, they're relatively in. bigger because of the lower fov. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. statistical it's just accuracy. a bigger target to shoot at. Yeah, yeah. it's just a zoom. So. Which, to be fair, I'm okay with. You know, this natural yeah, magical so. accuracy buff. They did like, it deliberately so that people that play in third person can just effectively hit yeah. fire. And well, I mean, that game's a third is... person game anyway. Like, it really, really? there's no See, benefit to playing first in third person. person. Oh, you're at a huge disadvantage. I don't I, know why, why you would. This is what everyone says, and I don't get why. Because you because get with your third person camera, you can look around corner. Is twice the size if you're in third person. So you can pre-fire. You stand at a corner. You yeah. face it. You see yeah, people coming around corners. Yeah. You, could, you have more situational awareness. Like, uh, yeah. people are playing first person just die from someone shooting them in the side of the head all the time. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. I mean, is a huge problem in fucking Black Ops and everything like that. You know, people, uh, the, the time to kill in that game is so fucking low. That's an issue. But, I mean, there's... I, I haven't found any of the other modes enjoyable. Like, to me, Walker Assault would be great if they added more to it. Like, if they fleshed it out. Like, if there were multiple objectives. If there were... You know what would be really cool? Like... Uh, for instance, that maybe there could be a bit of the Endor mission where there are traps. The Ewoks have set up traps and you can fucking uh, spring them on people and there's different events that occur. To me, it seems like Battlefront wants to be chaos and yet is the most clinical, controlled, limited chaos that you can right. imagine. I mean, speeder bikes are a great example. They're fucking useless. You can't do I anything with those things. A bike into a I think they're more for fun than anything. The levels aren't even the, the one level it's on isn't even designed for you to be able to drive around with them. Like there's no space to do it. They're fucking useless. Yeah. Where are the rest of the vehicles? <laughs> you know what's you know what's great? When I get a vehicle turret 
as the as the fucking Imperials. That's a great power-up. I place down my vehicle to it. Oh, wait! The rebels have no vehicles! So this power-up is literally useless. Yeah, you can I take agree. the Brit out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the Brit. That was right. a very British run. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like I want, I want everything. Like to me, like Battlefield is a combined arms game. Like there's all sorts of different kinds of vehicles, and Battlefield is chaos. Yeah, I can strap C4 to a fucking jeep and drive it into a tank and blow it up, or drive it into a helicopter. Like all that crazy shit that goes on. There's none of that in Battlefront. None of mm -hmm. it. It's it purports to be a chaotic battlefield, but it really, you've got so few options that there's no option to be chaotic. There's no chaos. It's people just doing the same shit over and over again. And like, don't get me started on the lack of communication between the teams. Like, you've got no way. I mean, you don't have squads. You don't have VoIP. You don't have the way to ping the map. You have no real abilities that will like help out your team that you can kind of communicate with outside of the fucking squad shield. Throw that yeah. down. And that's if you're lucky. I mean, God, you can't even put a squad shield down in time for an orbital strike will kill you before the squad shield deploys. It'd be like, good if they added a command rose. So, like, mm. you hold alt and it pops up and you can select ATST and your character's like, ATST! And screams it so people nearby get their rocket yeah. launchers. Yeah, there's no out. spotting yeah. or anything like Heroes. that in the yeah, game. Yeah, that'd be really good. That'd be really cool. Yeah, there's, like, there's no team play. Uh, there's a planet side term called Zerging. And mm -hmm. that's, like, describes all of Battlefront to me. It is a game where two teams mindlessly throw themselves at each other and then one team wins. <laughs> and the chances are, unless you've got a hero unit and decimated their team, you didn't do much to affect the outcome. And whether you've got a hero unit was random. You know? So fucking random power-ups and shit. I agree, yeah. But there's there's a definitely lot of that. some tuning up that needs to be done. Um, I think one of the main things that's going to kill its longevity, if anything does, is the lack of maps. Yes. You've kind of got like the four maps. You've got like Hearth, Tatooine or whatever, um, Endor and Solstice yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. I think they definitely need to rush out an extra map here and there to, to keep it fresh. Yeah. Uh, but and what, they need what, another mode. I, was... I mean, have you played another mode that you've actually enjoyed more than Walk of Assault? I, yeah, I like the one, Supremacy. The one where you capture the five points. That's yeah, that's pretty point. good. Supremacy is good. Have and you played um, Heroes versus Villains, John? Yeah, and I mean, it got really samey really quickly and kind of gimmicky uh, as soon as the the novelty of playing the heroes run. I mean, there's only three heroes per side, and it seems to me that like some of them are clearly better than others. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck gets Han and Leia? Han and Leia of all heroes. Leia can, Leia can 1v1 all the other champions. Bro, they've got she's fucking a, Yoda, Mace Windu. There's so many actual heroes that they could use. <laughs> no one wants to bank Mace Windu. Leia. Everyone wants to bang Leia. Does she have any kind of like auto aim? Like, does she is she the same in the in the games? Like, she just never okay, misses. Okay, so you know, she, like, first of all, one shot stormtroopers, bro. First of all, that's a cool, that's a great reference to the film. So you remember on the Endor scene in the film, an ATST walks like walks yeah. up and the panel opens at the top and a stormtrooper comes out. and She one taps him in the head, yeah. and then they actually made that her ability in the game. It's called Trooper Bane, and it's a yeah. one shot. But it also Damn. stuns heroes and ignores deflection. So if Vader rushes you. You turn on this mode and you can hit him and it stuns him. And you can you can space him and basically stun lock him and he'll be stunned for like seven or eight seconds. And you're, all the troopers around you could just pound him. Yeah, Damn. Which cool. sounds great. But the thing is like in a mode like Walker Assault, you can never really do that counter. Like, I mean, in like Heroes versus Villains, sure. But even if you even if your team does get a hero, you don't know who got it. They probably picked fucking Luke because lightsabers. So, <laughs> so like, Vader's running around fucking murdering everyone's like, damn, we could have had a counter except it was a random pickup and we got the wrong thing. Uh, it's like, there's no strategy in that game. Like, like there, there really isn't. The, the hero pickups 
um, aren't necessarily random. So basically they spawn at the same time for both teams and mm-hmm. they replace the normal pickup. So it's not like the normal pickup where you pick up like a rocket launcher, a squad yeah. shield or a hero. Yeah. So when they have one, you will have one and everyone gets it immediately. I agree with that though. But um, but the one thing that people will really quickly realize is that, that you know that uh, plasma cannon or whatever it's called? The, the, the pulse, pulse cannon? cannon? Like yeah. that, two shots heroes. So when Luke's running around fighting, if you just got two dudes, just blast him simultaneously, he's dead. Yes. But no one thinks of it. Everyone just sees him and runs. But yeah. um, there's a few counters. I think as the as the education of the general community grows, the cheese stuff will get countered a lot harder. Like an ATST mm-hmm. against a good team, you spawn in it, and it's like missile incoming, missile incoming, missile incoming, dead in like five seconds flat. And all it takes is a few dudes to go, oh, three points, shoot you in with a with the nine. Don't they rocket. need a small launcher for that though, which is a random pickup? Well, there's the one you can have in your card as well. So you can have ion grenades, you can have ion torpedoes. Um, there's all the turrets do anti-vehicle damage. So there's tons of counters. It's just people see it plodding towards them and just run. Whereas if you ion just go, wait, torpedo is like a little homing rocket for yeah, and it's actually got positional damage as well. So if you hit it in the front, it does forty damage. If you hit it in the side, it does sixty. If you hit it in the back, it does eighty. So there's also like a positioning advantage where you can get behind it, rocket it in the back, and do double damage. So I think right. as as much as there's a lot of cheese in there, it's mainly kind of. It's the same as like Overwatch when you get a Bastion and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's overpowered!" And then someone just goes, "I'll just go tracer and kill it." Like once yeah. you, once people know the counters and there's enough yeah. decent players on each team, well, nothing. I, I think be... I think it's less known and more once people reach a certain amount of playtime where the counters are unlocked. Well, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Yeah. Like having access to uh, like a varied loadout so that you can actually deal with that on a regular basis. I think is kind of important. Yeah, and well, that's what I do. I've got ion grenade and torpedo in one of my loadouts, and then I've got sniper and homing missile in the other. So if there's a lot of vehicles, I just literally yeah. swap my hand. I don't have half of that shit yet. That's the problem. Like you, you can only swap it when you're dead, right? Yeah. yeah. But then obviously you've got the pickup system too, so you can get the RPG anti-vehicle turrets. I, I think they've done a reasonable effort at giving people enough options, flexibility that that even if you don't have any hands that counter a threat. There's always a pickup as well that counters a threat, or a hero that counters a threat, or another guy with a hand that counters a threat. I think it's just in that chaotic day, first couple of days, where no one really knows what the hell's going on, and then the clued-up people that played a lot of beta are just smushing people. There's, but, a, there's uh, definitely a lot of that. You can clearly until, see until it. someone spawns behind them, and then even their power. <laughs> yeah, true. <enough. laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, to me, like I, I think it's like my least favorite FPS this year. Like I, it's just wow. it's the antithesis of everything I enjoy about first-person shooters. You know. I'm not a good competitive player, but I enjoy the competitive aspect and I appreciate uh, games with a decently high skill ceiling. I appreciate games with uh, not a lot of cheese and this game has a shitload of cheese. I also appreciate games with really cool game modes and right now to me, Walker Assault is the only one. Like if you asked me to play Supremacy, I'd say, well, why don't I just play Battlefield 4? Because Conquest mode is much, much more fleshed out. It's got more vehicles, it's got more classes and abilities. There's a lot more teamwork involved in it. Battlefronts just seems to be like, hey, well, do you want to do this in Star Wars? I'm like, well, I mean, kind of, but I, I'm I'm already sick of it. Like, I played 10 hours of the beta, I played a bunch of the alpha, and I played uh, six hours of this so far, and I already don't want to play it anymore. I just, I'm so tired of it. Damn. I think that if they wanted to do a really big Star Wars mode, Walker Assault was clearly the right way to go. Yeah. Flesh it out with a shitload more stuff. Mm-hmm. more map events, more interesting things, embrace chaos. If you're going to go the casual chaos mode, embrace that. Get rid of KD. Why the fuck is KD even there? You know, give me more options from the get-go. Don't shove me into this really awful system where like- I think I people ju- would be encouraged to be a lot more creative too if the KD yeah. wasn't there. They would yeah. be like, all right, how, 
let me get on this bike. And, yeah, and or if I had the options, like, shit. I just unlocked that, like, Jawa Blaster. I was like, oh, that seems like a really interesting weapon, except I don't have Jump Pack, so I would be a fucking idiot to take this gun. Because yeah. the majority of my engagements are going to be at long range, I won't be able to do anything. So I, I need think that's, a, that's one of your strongest points. It, you, they should change the unlock system, so they should remove the level cap. It should just be... Oh, you've Unlock got what you want when you've got the money. Suspend, buy yeah. whatever you want, and people exactly. go, "Oh, cool! I have the personal. I want the personal shield. I don't want to have to play for seventy hours to get to level." Yeah, because then you can experiment. That. You know. Yeah, and I you agree. That would uh, definitely change it. Also means you have a lot more variety in game because right now, pretty much all, almost everyone's running the same loadout, either because it's mm -hmm. the only one they've got, because it's the one that they found was most effective. It reminds me of beta where everyone was running fucking cycler rifles, and that was the worst thing ever. I have to wonder <laughs> if that's going to be the case when everyone reaches forty. It might be. I don't know. The first bit is there's that other charge-up sniper rifles. You can technically have two. Oh my yeah. god, that's going to be and so bad. And then if bad. you take the yes. if you take the sharpshooter trait card on, on headshots, your cooldowns are reduced. Yeah. So you can like shoot with one and it resets the other, then shoot yeah. with the other and it resets. I the want other. these trait cards. You know, th these traits sound great, except I, I don't have them yet. You know. Yeah, they're they're too far down the line. I think I agree with that definitely. Because one of them is really about, cool. How do you feel about Black Ops? Uh, I mean, are we done on Battlefront? Uh, anyone else got kind of any more points to talk, also, right? to, to talk about <laughs> Battlefront? No, I don't think so, no. Okay, we can move on to Black solid. Ops then, I guess. Yeah, sure. That harsh transition. I've been playing a lot of Black Ops. <laughs> I've played yeah. quite a bit so far. Man, I just, like you were saying earlier on about your board of like certain franchises, just Halo, Call of Duty, all of those. I mean, I, only, I was only really a multiplayer person anyway. I just, I just can't bothered. Like, I've not even bought a copy. Like, I, I don't blame I you. I might stream it once, and I'm just like, ugh, no. Let me put it this way: if you're gonna get it and you're bored of everything else, get it for the zombie mode because it's actually really interesting and weird. Like, they so have right, okay. It's so complicated. It's so complicated, don't, and that's the cool thing about it. it. It's like you think, oh, it's just some don't really boring horde mode. No, the guys that made this, like, it's a puzzle game. You got to figure out what the fuck you're doing. Like, the game doesn't explain anything. <laughs> It's like, horrible. Yeah, and that's horrible. actually kind of what's interesting about it. It's crazy. It's set in like 1940s sort of noir, but there's also like this Cthulhu aspect to it. You could turn into this giant squid that fires lightning for no reason. They have what? gumballs that give you superpowers. There's mm -hmm. bees, giant fucking bees. <laughs> uh, it's, and then like you can't even figure out how to get through and the level. And there's too and stuff. Yeah, it I doesn't even tell you. Or not. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just genuinely serious. serious. All of that is in it. I'm genuinely what? serious. It, you could yep. be a squid that fires lightning. Yeah, and yeah. it's actually Why like key because uh, when you uh, when you like take this curse, you become the squid for a short time. And you can murder zombies with it, but it's also required to get further in the level. Like you've got to break through certain barriers and unlock certain items to perform rituals, and then. But the game never tells you any of this, any. Oh, so like, it's just experimentation. You you've to got to figure, figure it out. out. You've got to and figure like it out. Certain, there's certain machines that you can only power by jump-starting it with electricity from the squid. From the squid, yeah. So you have to, like, <laughs> turn into the squid and go find the right machine and then, like, shoot it with electricity and stuff. Yeah, and, like, people are, like, figuring it out uh, as kind of a community. And it's really actually kind of interesting because people are yeah. on VoIP are like, well, I, I saw in this game that you could do this and that we get you the next bit. And, like, okay, cool, we'll do that. And then we're like, shit, what do we do now? And it gets, because the longer you stay in the game, the more zombies come at you and you die in like four hits. You've got to be really careful and kind of communicating and on the ball and try to figure out what the hell's going on. It's a really weird mode that's not really like anything else. Yeah. It sounds like I the developers like that, were though. having a bake-off when they designed it. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. 
I just like the idea of it though, because I've always found with those zombie modes that they were a little bit too obvious and laid bare, and then it was just a case of, it was just a case of getting a personal best every time. There wasn't really yeah. much else beyond that. But oh, actually, it's not that really, anymore now. Really having to, you know, <laughs> it's very cognitive, and you have to really like think deeply about it it's and try so and experiment. Strange, like it, it's it harkens back to like a time when people would make games like that and just say, we're not going to tell you anything, just go. Mm -hmm. And it actually benefits, I think, from that. It really does. Like, it's... And you get to play as Ron Perlman. You do. Ron Perlman is a character in that game. Really? Yep. yep. Does he voice act it and everything? Yep. yep. No way. Who's Ron? Yep. Uh, he's, the, he's the dad in Sons of Anarchy, the stepdad. Yeah. Right, okay. He's, he's also Hellboy. He did Fallout as well, the voice of... Oh, yeah, Hellboy, yeah, I just Googled him. Yeah, I know this guy, okay. It's, yeah, it's really like... strange. Jeez, I was just about to say he looks like like a more butch Will Ferrell. <laughs> Outside of that, <laughs> though, Strip, yeah. you've been playing like, like... Will Ferrell's angry dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like his brother that they don't talk about anymore. Oh. Yeah. You've been playing a lot of the multiplayer or the campaign, Strip? Like... Pretty much exclusively the multiplayer. Zombies frustrated and upset me because it was I didn't know what to do. So yeah, I, I think just, you need a group of friends together to figure it out. That's it. I've been loving it. I've been yeah, loving it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's kind of the same as the beta. Like it's COD. I I'm mm -hmm. kind of uh, annoyed that they took back a lot of what they did in Advanced Warfare in terms of the movement. Like I, I think they mm -hmm. made it like a really cool twitchy game, and now they cut back a lot of that. You can't do, like, mid-air dashes and shit and change your direction. They've still got a jump jet, but it's basically Titanfall now, where you stick on walls and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can and you do, slide. like, slides. It's 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 all right. It it plays fine. It plays like COD. The, everyone is using those special weapons right now, because right now you can pick a what's called specialist, and that specialist you can choose between either an ability or a weapon. And the ability charges more often than the weapon does, but the weapon is fucking super powerful. So it's like yeah. a second kind of kill streak. And once you get that weapon, you can just murder people with it for a short period yeah. of time. I, I use the Magnum with six bullets, and they're all one-hit kills. That's the one I use. I use the War I'm Machine, still... which is like a grenade launcher, which fires three grenades at once. It just fucking destroys everybody. Is it still the same, like, weird... Quake 2 engine being dragged through the years. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been updated a lot now. I mean, it's a lot better looking than the previous version and now they patched it. It it ran like shit on launch. It runs a lot better now. But the thing that makes me laugh is that you can tell that they've added like they've like updated the water for the first time in a while. Yeah. And so every single level there's like a random pond that you can jump in and swim around in and just get out again. <laughs> like so yeah, no water. purpose. They serve no purpose, but you can just jump in and swim around and climb out again. And they're like, yeah, water, we did it. That's you were it. saying a second ago that they've kind of removed some of the kind of the movement functionalities from Advanced Warfare to this. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other like kind of massive differences or kind of almost like retractions, I guess. But the thing is, the problem is, is like Sledgehammer does one, Treyarch does another. Is that a yeah. thing? Because I've not really played COD for a while now. Is there a lot of like, you can very easily tell that it's one franchise, but it's two different studios. It's three now. I mean, is it three? What? Yeah, they're they all very different ideas. Like, Sledgehammer with uh, Advanced Warfare went crazy with what they did with the uh, competitive multiplayer. Yeah, and to the future. Yeah, these guys like they basically did what Black Ops Two did, but they took jump jets and they took kind of Titanfall's movement. Mm. But they said, you know what? We're not going to go for the super twitchy 
stuff that was going on with Advanced Warfare. So it's kind of back to what it was, except you have jump jets and occasionally right. you get a special weapon. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's the multiplayer. You know, like, COD, COD does what COD does. It does a lot of it. There's a lot of options. There's a shitload of game modes, decent number a lot of maps. Levels, a lot of maps. The game actually has a lot of content. Like, if I recall correctly, it also has that really cool kind of cyber ops co-op mode where you have a bunch of weird yeah. special powers that you can use. Yeah. That also, there's one where you fire fucking mecha bees at people. And you, can, and you can make their weapons explode and fire and all that kind of thing. Like, the, weirdly enough, like compared to Battlefront, COD has a lot of content for the money. It's just, it's the same content that it's been having for like the last 10 years. <laughs> so if you, you know, this is not going to change your mind if you didn't like COD. I think, yeah, That's why I don't feel like I'm missing out. The struggle for COD is like making people buy the game. And once people buy the game, I think they've been pleasantly surprised with the amount of content that's been available. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. I mean, hell, they even, they even have a bonus campaign mode. You beat the campaign, you get to play the campaign again in zombies mode. They change a bunch of stuff and the enemy types and they change the plot. So you can play through the campaign again and get a different campaign. They, you wow. know, they didn't have to do that. Wow, but, that's but it's in there. You know, yeah, and there's the, the co-op mode, the zombies mode has a ton of content in it. The multiplayer, they still have a bunch of shit. I can still play gun game, which I'm very happy about. Not enough people playing gun game, by the way, on the queue. So fucking queue for gun it's game. It's one really. of my favorite COD <laughs> games. I love, oh my God. I mean, I, I think it was Black Ops 1 money matches were my, I love those. Those were great. Like uh, being able to go into a gun game and bet like the, the, the in-game currency on results. That was amazing. I don't know why they didn't do that again. Hmm. That's interesting what you said about the this, the rerun of the campaign. It seems like a few games are doing that recently, <laughs> trying to get more bang for the buck out of the single player. It's like, oh, I you like can play that. it through with different items, item yeah. layouts. And Is it StarCraft that's doing that as well? Yeah, yeah. StarCraft has been doing that kind of since Wings of Liberty, but like, there's a reason to play it through for, like the master achievements and stuff like that. But I love it when they fuck with the timeline and they fuck with um, things that you expected to happen and then they don't. That's really oh, okay. awesome to me. That really gives I you think, a... I think a lot of companies, like the gaming community has been very vocal about their displeasure of short campaigns. Yeah. And like, COD is like the poster child for that. six hours long. And so mm -hmm. a lot of companies have been like reusing those assets and just like making something more. Which right. is good. Yeah, yeah. It's good for the industry, right? The more content yeah, for the viewer. Yeah. For the and then it means they're listening. Yeah, that's yeah. true enough. I mean, it's... Like I said, it's, it's Call of Duty. I haven't played the campaign yet. I'm told, like, the storytelling is awful. But, like, I think it's been that way since, like, COD 4, you know? COD 4 had a great story. And then on from that, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't even know. This is crazy shit. But... What was COD 4? Was that Soap? That was Soap, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the only one what? I remember. Original Modern Warfare. Because it was good. Soap? Soap. Yeah. Your, your character was called Soap. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Is that the one with the scene... With Is that the one with the ghillie scene where you're a sniper? And, yes. Uh, and then yeah. there's another scene where there's like a nuke goes up. Oh no, is it a nuke or some kind of radiation bomb? And yeah. you're like crawling around and everything's. I remember yeah. there's a few like really See, people remember striking it, moments. Good. Yeah, yeah. there's a few striking moments in that single yeah. player. That the weird thing was that COD used to be all about single player. The original Call of Duty got huge props for being one of the really like amazing campaigns. Mm -hmm. I remember playing the whole way through that. And like it basically was just a takeoff of a bunch of. Uh, uh, war movies like A Bridge Too Far, The Longest Day was in there, Enemy at the Gates. They've themed all the levels around that. Yeah, it was World War Two, the original card, one. The first card, the yep. first couple of them World War Two. Yeah, yeah, first three were World War Two, and mm. that campaign was amazing. Like it had yeah. a great sound design. 
I mean, fuck, they recreated the sequence where it's like one guy gets the rifle, other guy gets the bullets, and you start as the yeah. guy with the bullets. You're running up the beach. You pick up the guy's rifle. There's guys behind you saying, if you turn around, we're going to shoot you. It was so great. And not, not, I don't think a campaign since then has ever, ever matched what COD was able to do with the single player there. But obviously it's all about the multiplayer now and they don't really care. But I think it's one of the first CODs that had... It was another, another moment that, that stuck with me for a long time. Was One of the single players was uh, you hear about the, German, de- the Germans deploying the Nurbelwerfer, which is like yeah. a massive rocket pod rocket launcher, thing yeah. that just... And you're like, what the hell? And you, you hear it firing and hear it's like it. this terrifying display of aggression and like destruction. And then you're kind of like freaking out like, oh my God, I need to find it. And you're fighting your way through the trenches to get to it. There's so many like moments from those single players where people used to put in a, a lot of work to make them different that, that kind of stick with you. And now I feel like a lot of single players nowadays are very cookie cutter. It's like do 10 quests in a row, done the single player. There you go. Thanks. Play multiplayer. Whereas back then they really kind of tried to craft it into a story. Yeah, and the weird thing about the original COD is that it didn't really hold your hand that much. Like, whereas COD <laughs> has been doing a lot of that since then. They've been trying to loosen it up lately, but COD and Battlefield have been really bad over the last few years for saying, oh, that door right there? Wait for this other guy to open it before you do anything. Like, you're on rails the entire way through. They just immediately give you a companion. He's like, follow me. All right, yeah. go through this yeah. door. Okay, follow me again. Meet me I always in remember house. that. I always remember that GIF of Battlefield 3 or 4. I can't remember which one it was, where there's like a, a squad stacked outside a door. Oh, yeah. And they just run in. And run, run through, through the door. The door, the door never like, opens. Yeah. yeah you're just it's like, go, go, go. Like, and they just, they just <laughs> clip through the door like, yep, this is Battlefield in a nutshell, right? It's, <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's been a weird moment, but I'm going to say like Black Ops 3 to me, the good thing about it is that it is exactly what it says on the tin. You know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for your money, you're getting quite a lot if you like what they have to offer. They haven't really changed much. Like, I wouldn't recommend buying it just for the zombies mode or just for the co-op. Mm. But there's a lot in that box for the price. They've, they've given COD credibility again, I think, because it was losing it. Yeah. So I don't hate it. You know, I, I don't think the multiplayer is as good as Advanced Warfare, but I'm still having a decent amount of fun with it. You know, And I'm getting into games and I'm playing it and I'm having fun and... I can do custom paint jobs on my guns now. I spent two hours making a fucking top hat for my gun. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of crazy shit like that. You know, there's there's a lot on offer. Gotta say, That's, sounds like it's a good a good change of pace for them then. Because the, the any previous... of you, we're actually going to go to break before we talk about whatever this is, because we are actually overrunning on time. So on cool. uh, strip, he, he seems. Yeah. He's well, on the edge. Oh, okay, okay, well, okay, all right. What do you want to say? I've forgotten. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yes, We're going on a break. <laughs> we'll talk more about the games we've been playing when we come back. We've got plenty more to say, no doubt. You're watching the Colony Optional podcast. A word from our sponsor, squarespace.com slash co-optional, and then some great music. We'll be back after the break, folks. Don't and go also anywhere. The queen. Yes, that too. Stripping, you seem a little down. Oh, it's nothing really. I just feel like I'm living in Dodger's shadow. Well, why is that? She's got this monopoly on the anime dating sim market. It's obviously a subject I'm really passionate about and I just can't break in. It's left me unfulfilled and potentially homicidal. Wait, what? Very idle. It's left me very idle. Not getting anything done at all. I need to strike out my own and, uh, you know, make my mark in this lucrative industry. Well, it seems to me like you need some brand promotion. Have you considered a website on Squarespace? 
Kidnapping my competition, you say? Um, sorry, I must have misheard you. Can you Kick repeat- back my competition. A website's perfect, but Bulk the Bonnet's five old traditions taken up all of my time, and I can't learn web design as well. Well, fortunately you don't have to. Squarespace doesn't require any experience at all. All you need are a few good ideas and Squarespace will do the rest with a simple yet powerful interface. Why not sign up at squarespace.com slash cooptional and get 10% off your first order? Oh, it's actually perfect. <laughs> all I need to do now is stuff her in a box and ship her off to a remote island with no chance of rescue. What?! Oh, actually, I don't have an excuse for that one. Hey guys, what's going on in here? Nothing, dear. <laughs> Love you. Squarespace. Create your own website and promote yourself in a sane, legal, and not at all psychopathic fashion. Squarespace helps you create a professional-looking website with no design or coding experience required. Get 10% off your first order and support the Co-Optional podcast at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Dating sims, Dark Souls, or role-playing a cat boy on the internet. Anything is possible with Squarespace. Just... Please, use your newfound powers for good. Hey honey, come see this ravenous bear. What? Luxurious hair. It's, uh, my hair's gorgeous. Moroccan oil. Those guys have issues. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Colony Optional Podcast. Uh, Jesse and Dodger are not here, so we have other people. More reliable more people. Yes, yeah. absolutely. He People of a commendable birthplace. Indeed. Exactly. Highborn, if you will. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I of a sterling highborn. lineage, a pedigree, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. I am a pedigree. Are you? Are you? No. A pedigree? You have very glossy hair. <laughs> Maybe you are. I just, I washed it today. That's why it's glossy. Ooh, oh aren't we fancy? A, I washed my hair. Ooh. I can afford high I'm water. from the Ooh. south. <laughs> Sam does that once. Sam does that once a year. So don't take the piss. Yeah. Yeah. This is it now until next next November. Yeah. Is that when they draw his bath of hot milk and his attendants <laughs> yeah. slowly Ashley. lower him inside? Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, it takes so long to prepare. That only happens once a year. Indeed. Like Xerxes. <laughs> there will be no honor in your sacrifice. He, like Xerxes was great. He spoke like he had a constant cold. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was amazing. It's like, King Leonidas, bring me a throat lozenge. <laughs> I want a strepsil. Yes. Probably all, the, probably all the gold in his nose and neck. Yeah, yeah, probably has something to do with it. Don't do that. Yeah. Idiots. Oh, man. Okay, so we've covered Battlefront. We've talked a bit about Assassin's Creed. We've talked a bit about mm -hmm. Black Ops. Okay, let's uh, talk about what else we've been playing this week. Uh, who wants to take the floor? Uh, yeah, I guess I could. I wanted Go to talk about Overwatch. I yes, just wanted to geek out yeah, over sure. a little bit. Yeah. God damn, that game is fun. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's so, so, so mm -hmm. fun. Like, I was kind of apprehensive about Blizzard moving into uh, the FPS genre, and especially if it was going to be in a similar sort of vein to TF2, because that's a game that I never got along well with. Um, Interesting. Why, why is that? Like, I feel like TF2 is kind of ubiquitous, and everyone seems yeah. to love it. I think it just kind of felt limited to me. Like, I feel like Overwatch has this really incredible balance. And also as well, I'm a bit more of a deathmatch sort of person. I'm not really too hot on objectives and stuff because I find it quite frustrating when you have those players. You, you Whenever you play with pubbies, you always have people that are yeah. just going for those KDs. Mm -hmm. And it's it kind of invalidates anything that you're trying to do. Yeah, strictly. <laughs> but no, you can trace her, that's great. pretty much her job, dude. You're not meant to be pushing the objective. I am, uh, I'm uh, Mr. KD. Right here. How you doing? You're Mr. KD. Uh, yep. Yeah. Don't worry, I got you covered. I'll make sure my KD is nice and high. 
Yeah. <laughs> when we win, I'll have play of the game. Thank you very Brilliant. much. All right. All right, love. The ca carry is here. <laughs> Cheers, love. Yes. All right, love. That voice. Oh, Jesus the Christ. Is here. All right, love. The power is here. Oh, we. Yeah. <laughs> Deja vu. Deja vu. Oh, God. I've never met anybody who speaks like that. I don't no. think I've even really seen it in movies either. I don't know where they pulled her from. A chimney, by the sounds of it. It's a deliberately exaggerated yeah, English Yeah, I reckon so. She's one of the chimney speaks from Mary Poppins. She is. Like, Just Stepping a spoonful of sugar helps the tracer go down. <laughs> she really is that. She's got such a bloody small health pool. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, yes. You, you want it. Symmetra is your friend if you're playing tracer. Like, hey, you mm. want 25% extra health? Yes, I do. Yeah. Those little and terrorists. Then if you throw in a Torbjorn, chucking the armor, pack, armor packs down. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to go. That's pretty mm -hmm. sick. But no, yeah, I just think that game is great. And I, I was actually, I went to BlizzCon uh, a week or two back, and yep. I was actually really, really stoked and excited um, about the three new heroes that they added because a lot of people have been saying it out of BlizzCon, and I kind of agree as well that it really has just finished out the roster. It did it feel like it was like, it a little bit mesh, yeah. like missing. Yep. And it's there. It's done now. It feels ready and like a complete product, which is really exciting. Um, and I didn't get along with the three other heroes that they brought out this year. So McCree was okay, but um, Zarya and who was the other one? Lu uh, Lucio. Lucio. Um, I didn't get on very well with two out of three of them, but all three of these new ones, so good. I mean, May, the Ice Wolf. Fuck Genji. Why <laughs> fuck Genji? Yeah, he's he's fucking broken. He's a broken piece of shit. Why? What was broken about him? He's been raging about this for weeks. It's been great. What a joke! What's wrong with him? What didn't you play him on stream? Let me break it down. Here we go. McCree needs to give you a beat. McCree was overpowered because he could outsnipe snipers, so they nerfed him and took his damage away on his fallouts. Now his damage has fallouts, and when it reaches a certain range, it does less damage. And then, in his place, they just put in another character. That can outsnipe snipers, and we're like, cool. With with the throwing sure weapon, with a throwing really weapon, fucking throwing stuff. How the hell could he outsnipe snipers? Are you crazy? He's pretty good at range. Yeah, like, he's pretty good. I, I can he's, agree with that. I agree, he's good at range. But if you've got a mercy aiming at him and he's aiming back, the mercy's got a hit scan insta kill weapon. The, oh, and uh, all, she, all she has to do is sidestep. Widowmaker, you mean? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Of course. Yeah, it's Widowmaker. The weapon that she has to charge for maybe three seconds to make it an insta-kill. Or he can land all three stars and insta-kill. During that time when she's charging it up. Yeah, I can understand If she that. doesn't have a keyboard, right, then yeah, me. he could land three headshots at long range with shurikens. <laughs> all, you have, all you have to do is, is a Widowmaker, right. just gently sidestep and they just, they, they just plink around He's you. strong. Or I guess it's if like, you're Genji, you can like, just stand at, there and let Widowmaker at, shoot at you and reflect yeah. it. Well, at least he, yeah, he can reflect like 90% of the ultimates and make them his. It's so fucking dumb, bro. <laughs> that makes up for Hizzle to it <laughs> being dog shit, though. sniper bullet and one hit kill the sniper. Just, if he aims back it's correctly, it's so broken. I think it's and, like, great. People, people oh, don't wow. realize it yet, but as soon as like they meet a Genji at a high level of play, that's it. You can't kill him. He's unkillable. Game over. It's game over. <laughs> May's really cool though. I really like May's Ice Wall. The card, just the, the way that changes games up, yeah. whether it's just for yourself or for like your entire team. Huge and, difference. Uh, we, we were, one thing I haven't tried yet, I really want to try with a friend if I party up with them, is they told us that there's only like a soft limit on the uh, the upper bounds of the worlds and like the maps and stuff. And they said that if you have like numerous maze, you can stack the ice walls on top of each other. So I just want to build like this infinitely like... <laughs> yeah, it is really cool that it actually can be used to open up new paths and used as a bridge for characters that don't have the ability to get somewhere. And Putting a bastion somewhere where he normally couldn't get is or so powerful. Yeah, really strong. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But I saw a great video. It was on Reddit. It was it was like a top five plays of the week kind of thing for Overwatch. It was really cool. So you know Junkrat's ultimate, that tire thing that rolls along and blows yep. up stuff. Yeah. And there's a group of enemy on like a ledge. And as this tire was going along, May oh. like walled it up and then he jumped as well. And just went, so Bam, cool. And just killed. And that I was like, is amazing. That's so good. But her that wall synergizes with so many ulties. If you if Hanzo does his dragon wall uh, dragon arrow, you just wall behind it and they can't run away. They can't run it's away like, from it, yeah. Such a great uh, a great uh, ability. It's very kind of Dota slash League of Legends-esque, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. that yeah, ability you that you think this could, in the right circumstances with the right team, be devastating and create mm -hmm. those really cool moments. Incidentally, for those who are like, oh God, I can't play Overwatch, why are you talking about Overwatch? There is a beta stress test coming up very soon. Friday. Yep. yep. Friday. Mm -hmm. Servers are going down imminently for 24 hours. When it comes back up, it's going to be a beta weekend. It's going to be yep. the biggest oh, I can't wait. It's going to be cray cray. It's going to be there killing everybody. I can't, I can't wait for that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to murder people. Yeah. It's uh, Friday till Monday. Apparently, invites are starting to go out right now. Do not be fooled by people offering you keys and shit because it's a scam. Look under your game account section of your Battle.net account management. You will see if you got in there and you should get a bait test weekend invite. It's literally so, just an account flag, isn't it? And yes, yeah, that's yeah. how they've been doing it. The only way launcher. you will know is if you get an Replay email button. from them yes. and then you check your Battle.net account and it's on your Battle.net account. Yeah, and I'd check your Battle.net account anyway because half those emails just end up in spam or whatever. So yeah. 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 You watch out for that. Like the client. email comes from like batt1e.net. Uh, you gotta watch <laughs> yeah. out for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do watch out for phishing attempts this weekend. There will be a lot of them. There always are whenever something like this comes out. So do be 100% sure that you're doing the right thing. But there are no keys. It's all account flags. Hopefully yeah. that'll simmer the salt on the subreddit. Because my God. It won't. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to actually enjoy that subreddit. And they've just been there Arse like, like this is why I deserve a key. Oversalt, yeah. yeah. I, I read this one uh, this one post on there, which uh, is one thread which really took the biscuit. And that was, this guy was making this argument that Blizzard has basically killed all potential for every new content creator ever because they didn't give some people Overwatch keys. And he's going on to use, what pissed me off is he used me as an example for this. Like, he's like, look, if, if Total Biscuit hadn't got a key to um, the Capitalism beta, you know, he, his channel would have never like blown up the way that it did. And he's saying, look, you know, you should be giving these keys out to, to new content creators so that they can get a, a, a start. And I'm like, okay. One, the reason I was in the Cataclysm beta is because I covered WoW for six fucking years for free before that, you know? And had a I radio was, show. Yeah, I was part of, I ran a fan yeah, site for six years, you know? I didn't expect that key just to appear out of nowhere. That wasn't luck. You know, that came because I'd been covering that game for a long time. I get Force, who has been really pissing off that subreddit lately, said oh, maybe yeah. the most cogent Dude. thing on this matter. Oh, Force he's, is killing it! Force has no filter right now. I don't know if he's become an alcoholic recently, but <laughs> no, my no, God, no, Force no. has been fucking wrecking it lately. He said the most cogent thing about it. It's like, oh, you wanted to cover Overwatch? You should have started six plus months ago. You, know, you should have been taking the footage that they put out and starting to create content and putting yourself on people's radars. Yeah. You know? If my you're not a big streamer... just that and started yeah. a channel called Overwatch Central... Mm -hmm. months and was like dissecting all of their footage got in got in of course he did because he put himself on the radar like mm -hmm. it's yeah you can get lucky 
with uh, getting into a, a game and getting popular. You can, but you, a lot of this is making your own luck. It's like just sitting there and expecting an invite and then whining that you didn't get one and saying, oh, well, oh, no, no, no the new content creators. Like, I'm sorry, like, I, I really dislike this idea that um, people should be reliant on one game just to launch their fucking career. And it's like, there you go. This, this game is a license to print money and I'm somehow entitled to that money. Like, no, not really, you know? If you get big playing Overwatch, great. But the chances are you committed somewhere else. Either you were like a big pro player in another game, like you're a big TF2 player, or a big Counter-Strike player, or you're a big Blizzard guy that covered all sorts of shit about Overwatch or other Blizzard games before that. And that's why Blizzard noticed you. Yeah, if one exactly. fucking senpai you... to notice you, then you've got to put some work in. <laughs> or you focus predominantly on like, you know, first-person shooters and kind mm. of like open-world games as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the other hero was uh, D.Va, wasn't it? The, uh, the StarCraft player. I love like, that. Love so it. So good. But the thing is, it's like Diva is like obviously like a mech, but she feels so fluid to play. Like I've never, yeah, never played a hero that looks like her aesthetically, but actually moves as smoothly as somebody like you know Tracer or someone else. Mm. Um, and I love the whole idea of like you know ejecting out, you know the self destruct, and if you kill them with the self destruct, instantly fills up your ulti and you can hop straight back in. Um, she's, got, God, she's a really yeah. interesting idea, you know, because her outside of her mech is really kind of terrible i mean you know like you're the worst here in the game at that point but mm -hmm. still you can do a decent amount of damage and if you uh, get good with that gun every time you hit with the gun you get like three percent ulti charge yeah and so, you're percent per second base yeah. anyway so even if you're yeah. just out of combat you still earn it back yeah she's a really interesting take on a tank very mm. interesting because she's mm. incredibly dangerous at close range uh, a lot of people like to fire at long range with those cannons I'm like no you're not going to do any damage that way they they're shotguns damage. Yeah, they we literally shockers. had a game where when we were playing at uh, BlizzCon, we kind of had like a troll game. There was one guy from a PC Gamer who didn't want to take part. He didn't want to have fun. So, But we had like five divas and we just had one guy who was like, no, I'm going Zarya. Um, but we actually had a part where we managed to defend the very final part of the payload getting to the end um, as the defense team just by having like five divas and just like popping our uh, glitch matrix just one after the other. Oh, wow. They yeah. could not get through. They were, really had to change up the heroes they were playing. Yeah. We had a similar thing when we, we encountered the five Winston Lucio comp that we just couldn't fucking kill because they were obviously coordinated and they were overlapping their barriers. So it's like, how the oh. fuck do we even kill this? Like, we, we had to start... We I think we ended up switching to Junkrats and using our ultimates a lot to blow them up because it went through the shield. And, th wow. yeah. and that, that's the coolest thing about Overwatch is dynamically switching composition and trying to figure out how the fuck to beat this new comp they just came up with. Yeah. Mercy... And that's mercy. Blue Beam on Bastion smashes Winston's so bad. Yeah. Like, it'll pop the shield in two seconds. If he leaps at the Bastion, you can kill him in the air in, like, two seconds. Mercy yeah. Bastions are crazy. Jeez. There's so many compositions of, like... It's, it, the thing is, it's not even, like, full team compositions. You can just have combinations Duos, of heroes, like... Yeah. Reinhardt and Lucio are really good. Um, who else is Mercy and Farah is an obvious example because of the way <laughs> that Mercy's movement system works. You can stay airborne almost all the time. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Just some of them are so crazy. Like the new, the new Hollywood map is great. I really, really it's like fun. it. Yeah, I love just the transition between the scenes and like. The, I think the biggest thing I took away from BlizzCon was getting really excited that they actually do give a shit about the lore. Like they are doing like you know oh, yeah, graphic the animated novels. series they're doing. Right, it's amazing. They're, they're doing kind of like Pixar style shorts. They need um, one of the do best that. animation teams in the world. I'm convinced. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah definitely. Yeah. They're just poaching the stars. They absolutely need to do it because. And I've said this before, and it keeps coming back up because they still haven't confirmed their full business model. They've said, yeah, okay, it's going to be buy-to-play, which, I mean, I'm personally okay with. Everyone here, like, okay with that or not I okay with so that? I had so many arguments yep. in my stream about this. 
with people just kicking off about it and I would have to be like, no, this is fine and this is why. It's, I agree with I, what Dodger said on the last Corruptional. She just said it's much cleaner. You buy it, you get everything, done. Yes. Like there's no convoluted, oh, I, I want to counter this guy, but I can't afford to pay for that counter, blah, blah, blah. You buy it, it's a game, it's done. And well, that's I, the thing, I, but my... does that mean that they're not allowed to add more heroes into there, the that, future? And there's the rub, isn't it? You know, yeah, because that's the part where it gets on launch, it's going to be fine. Everyone has access to 21 heroes. That's wonderful. But later down the line, how do they do it? Do they do expansion packs? I mean, that's a very Blizzard way of doing things. I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll do expansion packs where they'll introduce like a couple of heroes and like, you know, they teased at the idea of a guy called Doomfist and like, you know, when you play King's Row, you're escorting the Doomfist, the Doomfist glove. To the museum, I, think they'll yeah. have, I think they'll have these villains that are going to threaten the world and that's the reason law-wise for Overwatch to kind of reassemble, I guess. And I think they'd introduce Doomfist and maybe two or three of his cronies um, and that's how they would have story and DLC and maps all kind of meshed into one. I hope that they would add some single player for that. Like, as I think it was someone on the show last week, probably Dodger or Jesse again, that said, I would play the shit out of a single player campaign for Overwatch. Yeah, I would. There must yeah. be, this was a repurposed MMO. There must yeah. be. Well, the universe is massive. Yeah. There yeah, must I mean, be they, basically, there, this is what Titan like was going to be. Back. Yeah, yeah, I just Titan, wonder. Yeah. I like, I there must that be that like one. a storyline. There must be like actual. I mean, I'm a fan of the lore, but I worry that that would take the focus away from making a fun and competitive first-person shooter. If they have to mm. start splitting I, resources, with like, oh, let's make a single player. Like, I've, yeah. I've always been of the impression that some games just shouldn't have a single player. Like Armor Engine for like Armor 2, Armor 3, why make a single player? You're making an engine That's that fair. other people can mod to make games. Yeah. Why waste yeah. resources and time and confuse everything? And I, I just worry that this is such a solid first-person shooter, a like multiplayer game. If they just went off the rails and started adding single-player, it might Maybe. kind of derail yeah, it a little I think bit. That's I, why they're doing the animated shows, so that they hmm. can like give you the lore and, exactly. and help Without you build a relationship with the It's so they can sell skins. I got a chance to... They don't have to do a single-player because you're getting the lore and everything you need from... Exactly, you're getting the kick. For those that need it, and I think yeah, it is a is, niche... They're, they're like the really group. interested in going into TV now. I've seen they're doing like movies and animated shows and mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I mean, let's be mm. honest, like that when they first unveiled that Overwatch video, that was Pixar quality. You know, it's that was it was, so good. It was really, really Man. good. And th th so I had a chance to speak to Blizzard about this, and I said to this, like, look, you know, you don't really need my advice, but I'm going to give it anyway because I'm a smart ass. <laughs> Here's the thing: you want to sell skins, the you know, and you want to make a lot of money doing this. The first and most important thing is that you need people invested in the characters you currently have. And I think you're you're getting there, you know? You see the amount of cosplayers at BlizzCon that were cosplaying Overwatch characters. Like, mm. these characters are cosplayable, they're fun, they're interesting, they're quotable. Everyone has their favorite, everyone has a guy they think is a fucking dick, and her name is Tracer. <laughs> Now, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I didn't be talking about Trey Bay like that. What are you don't doing? be Tracist, John. Don't talk about Trey Bay like that. Trey Bay. Oh, I'm going to kick you off the show for saying that. Oh, Trey Bay. Holy <laughs> shit. I don't know if anyone else said that. Apparently, Strippin does as well. It's just oh, me my God. Trey Bay. Uh, Dodger's like, you know, Junkrat is best girl, and I agree. You know, absolutely. There's no doubt Junkrat about is that. Amazing. He's an amazing character. If you make people give a fuck about these characters, they will be willing to spend money on their favorites. They will be willing to buy weapon skins. They will be willing to... <laughs> yeah. I mean, even down... There's a spray in that game. Most people don't use it, but if you pray... Well, have you, have you seen what they've managed to pull from the... Uh, they've managed to data mine all of the sprays. Oh, like, there's more sprays? Okay. Every hero is going to have uh, every, like 12 Every sprays. hero has like 20... Uh, well, it's about 12. Yeah, you're right. Will they be uh, unlockable yeah. or are they going to try and sell little packs of those for like uh, a bug or what? Right, yeah. 
We don't know, but we don't like, know. every hero has... Hopefully like, they don't go the Half-Life 2 route, where you can sprays. upload your own, and then you just get people spraying pawn gifts at oh, the start God. of CS maps. I, nah, I think, I think they'll keep think, a handle on it. I think yeah. that game made the mistake for them. So now yeah, we're... right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently I'm a tracist. Ah, that's good. Uh, I like it. But I think they were already getting people invested in the characters. Like, yes. you know, the, the, the whole, like, brother versus brother storyline for Genji and Hanzo is so intense. You're like, damn, like, some serious mm -hmm. stuff went down I there. Hanzo wins and kills him, and he's not unplayable. <laughs> wow. You yeah, want to do, yeah. like, a, uh, a, a league, was it, Misfortune and uh, Gangplank, where he's out for, like, yeah. a week? Mm -hmm. I hope um, they um, stick with Blizzard tradition. So in Heroes of the Storm... If, like, uh, Malfurion and Tyrande are, like, on the same lane, it could, the game detects that, oh, they have a backstory, and it throws in random lines. Yeah, that. they already said they're doing that, They should yeah. add some flavor text into the game. So, like, say Hanzo, like, headshots Genji. He, like, says, like, sorry, brother, da 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 It'd be cool if they had, like, little, you know... If they don't do yeah. that, they're idiots. Because, again, that's... No, no, no. They said during the Q&A at BlizzCon that that's one of the things that they were going to do. Great. Because they were saying that there, was, there are so many little feuds that they have, like specifically between like Reaper and the Agent. Um, Tracer and Widowmaker seem to have this constant back and forth. And there's even an animation coming out specifically about those two. Mm. Um, and they obviously, like you said, Hanzo and Genji, like that, that's something that's confirmed, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. I mean, someone in the chat is like, look, you know, if you pay for the game, then you have hundreds of dollars of microtransactions and stuff. Like people are going to get pissed off. I'm like, well, CSGO? And yeah. CSGO mm -hmm. has made its money on that basis. Like, I, I do genuinely believe, like, a lot of people don't seem to really understand what they want. Like, when the when the first announcement was buy to play, a lot of people were like, oh, God, no money. I'm like, hang on, haven't you been raging? I, I know they're not the same people, but, like, the impression I get is that people are sick of free-to-play because mm -hmm. of the nickel and diming and all that shit. And, like, oh, God, mm -hmm. can I just buy the yep. game? And everyone's yep. like, yes, you can. It's like, I don't want to buy the game. I want to yeah. be free like the others, but I want you to make all the non-mistakes that the other games made and get it perfect. Yeah, yeah I, and also, please him. I, I, I get, you know, a lot of people like to compare it to Valve, but here you've got to understand Valve has a unique infrastructure for doing yeah. all of this stuff. Like, Valve has the most advanced storefront in the world for selling microtransactions. It has a full marketplace. Nobody else has this. You know, the whole trading system, the economy and the rarities of skins and fucking box gambling and all that stuff that's in Counter-Strike and TF2. We have some precedented. You don't see yeah, that anywhere else. It would take nah. years for a company to even try to match that. And that's assuming they even want to. I mean, for fuck's sake, you can sell skins, which will let you buy real games on Steam. I mean, that's nobody can do that. Nobody else can do that. You've got to think of, you've got to innovate in a different way. You just can't do what Valve has done. It's just not possible. They, I just don't, don't want. I don't want any kind of pack openings, case openings, anything in Overwatch. Like <laughs> that would be like a. Uh, it's going down that route. I mean, I'd be okay it. with it for like rare skins and shit like that. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really care mm -hmm. how they deliver that content. Um, I think you're getting. You're just like forty bucks. You're getting twenty-one characters. The maps. You're getting forty bucks worth. You easily play yeah. hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. Of Overwatch. Yeah, I've already yeah. played already sixty hours of the beta. It's already yeah. been worth the money, you know? It's already mm -hmm. worth the money. And then if yeah. they add in some cool skins and they're like, $5, $10 for this really cool skin, that's optional. You don't have to have that. Yeah. But I'll like invest no, in it immediately. You have no grounds Because I've played complain. so much, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you, have, do you feel like it's necessary for them to add any more modes in? Because at the minute, we kind of have like... Yeah, have I, I do. I do. Like, I really think like the biggest weakness of Overwatch right now, and I've been saying this since I first got the beta, is the modes are not innovative at all. And there's basically only two of them. You know, I want to mm -hmm. see more. I'm just not really sure 
what kind of mode that you go with? I mean, they've yeah. already said, they've said outright that skirmish <clears throat> is the closest thing we'll ever get to a death match, and that's just like a lobby, just like you know. Yeah, you and know, I mean, like and a, that mode sucks. Limbo. You know, I mean, it, I think like a straight up death match in a class based game like that doesn't make any sense. No, because no, everyone will just go full of soul and make it yeah. a TDM. Just Why the yeah. fuck would you play Winston in that mode? You know, it's like, oh great, I'm in an open space, I can't do anything. You know, I oh Reinhardt. It's it would like, just my... be like six bastions in a circle. They're yeah, just killing you. Corner of the map. They're yeah. In a different yeah. Corner of the map. You know, the yeah. hero design is based around the modes <laughs> they currently have, so they have to certainly be very careful about the modes they add, but I really feel like they have to add something. Chat's mm -hmm. saying capture the flag. I think that would be a cool mode. Everyone yeah, says that, but it's tracer. so hard. But I, you know what? People say that, and I, I don't think that's a, a legit argument. People say, well, why wouldn't you use Tracer? You would. Both teams would have a Tracer. But then you still have to have a team that defends them, a set of people that defend your flag, the mid-range people that set up the, the place really for Tracer to get any, in. It's like, it's like World of Warcraft. In the capture yeah. the flag game mode, There's like you have like a rogue who caps the yeah. flag. It's exactly like saying payload. Like, oh, there's payload. Well, why, well everyone's just going to use a Reinhardt. And they do. And it works. That's the point of the game. Yeah. So you have a couple of characters that are kind of needed, and then in the middle, setting up the plays. So it's the I exact get... same thing. I don't think the fact that Trace would be overpowered is a reason to not do CTF. I think let her be. That don't nerf her blinks. Don't. Do well, anything. I mean, there's things you can do oh, with that. You okay. know, you can slow down. You can disable. You can have uh, someone. I think last week suggested like that the flags kind of like kryptonite and disable some abilities, slow some things down, that kind of thing. There's ways and means to work it out. I mean. I'd love to see people in the chat making a great point. Look back at what Unreal Tournament was doing. They had some really interesting game modes. I'm not just talking about UT, I'm talking about UT2K4, like the kind of conquest and assault modes and all that kind of thing they did there. Mm. There are, there are, there's room for some mm -hmm. really creative, interesting modes. I wouldn't mind a mode that has a PvE aspect to it. You know, that has creeps totally or whatever. Put like a King of the Hill mode into that yeah. would work. King of sure. the Hill would be incredible. Yeah, King that'd be really would be good. Great. Because that's kind of what we have at the minute, isn't it? It's the whole like capping A and B is pretty much king of the hill minus like the fact that the point keeps moving. It would just be like a point, like point that randomly appears and then both teams have to fight for control. Just dash onto it. I, I yeah. think they'd be mental if they didn't do that one. That seems like the, the best fit for what they've mm -hmm. got. Mm. Yeah. Well, if anyone's going to get it right, it's Blizzard. When was the last time they failed to make an excellent gaming product, basically? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's not that I, great. I, really? It's okay. I, 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 I like it. I mean, I yeah, like it, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's fucking world beater. It's definitely their I don't worst. Think it was, it's though, right? tried to be, though. Definitely their worst one. Sure. Really? I think, I think they're, they're getting they... the idea now, because like, I think for the last year, they've been way too serious with Heroes of the Storm, when it's clearly mm. the fucking Mario Kart of Dota games, and they needed to treat <laughs> it like that. And then they're yeah. like, oh yeah, shit, we need to treat it like that. Okay, here's this arena mode with the fucking casino reels, and here's Cho'Gal, a hero that two people have to play. That, you pull more shit like that, and then I'm interested in heroes again. Because now yeah. you're trying something really different. Because if, if you're trying to compete with League and have the same attitude as League, you're not going to you beat League. You can't. You can't. No. It's not League. They made a mistake. Never trying, will be League. Trying. It's weird, dude. We're sending out two different messages, though. They're always like, no, it's a team brawler. It's not a MOBA. But then they were still trying to have like this very like you know distinct and like you know kind of like esportsy scene kind of like outlook on it. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, f I feel like the esports e scene, scene is. But... Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's very forced for heroes. I mean, that's yeah. not to say that people don't enjoy it. They do, but it's obviously getting an audience. But like they really jammed it down people's throats. And mm -hmm. to me, I think Blizzard's attitude in general is just they want all of their games to have esports because yeah. it's not fair if one of them doesn't. Do you think Overwatch esports would be good? I find Overwatch, yes. if you're watching as a yeah. spectator, can sometimes be a bit frantic and confusing. It sucks watching from like somewhat one perspective. Like, 
someone made a great point about the difference between that and Counter Strike. It's like, why is Counter Strike a more watchable game than Overwatch? It's oh, Counter Strike is a very clean game. Overwatch has like League of Legends level of particle bullshit everywhere. Yeah, and it, and so that in first person is hard wait, to keep track of. Let me see if I can find the screenshot. Someone took a screenshot of the spectator mode currently, and it was just like. You can just just the spectator mode right now in uh, yeah. in Overwatch is very basic, but I but that can be fixed. I mean, you know, they made it much much better in CS:GO. You can do mm. a lot by you know just having the ability to look from above, from third person. You can maybe Check tone some of those effects down. I think third person would work. I think some kind of like roaming and over camera. I'm not sure people would be able to distinguish well enough what which uh, which hero is getting hit by which other hero and they could be like you know in a very obvious plain sight of the spectator view or they could be sneaking like you know just around the corner or like out of a window mm-hmm. i feel like that's when it would be difficult to keep track of it third person i think would probably lend itself best it would help. To, to i think that. once you get a couple of really experienced casters that can see mm. the battlefield evolving and and go oh god here's going to be the tracer play and they switch to the tracer and you see it you see the setup yeah. and you see the outcome yeah. and it's you see whether they whiff it once you have great casters that aren't just kind of floating around going oh jesus christ there's so much going on yeah. i think i reckon it would make a very good uh esport i, reckon, I would I, watch, love to watch it when they've got it right i'll watch the shit out of it like i feel like it's got the it's got awesome clutch plays and mm. it's got those really cool ultimate moments that I love in Dota and League, and that's mm-hmm. why I watch, you know, those games. And but it's an FPS, which is awesome, mm. you know. And I I watch Counter Strike too, and I love Counter Strike in its own way. You know, Counter Strike is a very methodical game. It's a very clean game, and that's what mm. makes it great competitively. I think there is space in the market for Overwatch to be a competitive game and be a spectator yep. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. Great. Imagine, imagine during a cast you could have a timeline of the composition so you could yeah. say here's what they started out at and then this guy switched to bastion so this guy switched to tracer and he plays a mean tracer this guy switched to reaper so even when there's dull times where people are just camping or the both teams wiped and they're running back to the middle you've still got room as a caster to look at the composition and say because you don't get that in mobas you, uh, they kind of get it in dota where it's like oh this guy's got this champion so this other champion bought this item yes if you can look at the progression if you can look at the times the like a timestamp thing of of the changes of the of the composition that adds another level of skill and a knowledge that a, ca- a caster would need to have to be able to convey that and that'd be really i think that would help quell a lot of the blah blah is overpowered because if, if they go wow that bastion's kicking ass then the caster's like oh the bastion's doing well so this person switched to tracer oh the bastion's dead and it helps people realize, oh, I should actually swap. Because I think a lot of people in Overwatch pick the character they think looks coolest. And then or, just or stick gets... with it. And yeah, they're Genji, like, oh my god. He has no counter because he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the only he's the only character in the game that really doesn't have a oh counter. Yeah. God. Well, I was going to say, it's would like strip and put him on his ban list. But I feel no. like the way that Overwatch is built, you I don't think you it. could do a ban list yeah, thing. There wouldn't right? be a ban Probably not. You'd no. have to keep everybody available, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because you can just... You can just switch to a hero that counters another hero. It's just, it makes it redundant yeah. to have one. Yeah. I think what they'll probably do if they do competitive is they'll have a limit on the number of heroes. Because like we were talking about this uh, in competitive play on defense. Like, Is there any reason on certain maps why at the last minute of the game you wouldn't just switch to six bastions? Because they, <laughs> yeah. you, caught, you keep them off guard and by the time they have come back with a composition that can beat you, the time's up. That's true, mm. actually. That's a really good point. Like, would they limit it to maybe, like, a maximum of two I'd of say the two. same hero per I'd team? Say two. I think two's fair. Yeah, I, I so, wouldn't yeah. like it being one. I think I think having, you know, adding two of the same hero can get really interesting. 
Mm-hmm. And still, you can have that pub shit where it's like five Winstons or Lucio is hilarious, but in competitive play, I'm like, I don't want to see that. That's silly. No. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be so good. Like, it'd be incredible point. as like a spectator point, uh, spectator sport as well, because there are so many different kinds of like, you know, you've got numerous different kinds of tanks and you've got n- numerous kinds of attackers and support and everything else like that. I just think it'd be such a massive learning experience for like any kind of player. Mm-hmm. Just if they have that one hero that they play, they're going to be following the hero, like you said before, like that is really strong with that character. But yeah, oh man. I feel like you... what we'll see is like people that specialize in tanking or specialize mm-hmm. in sniping. Or well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be like MOBAs. You're going to have a hero pool, right? Yeah. You're going to have yeah. guys that you are really, really competent with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. esports teams, you would literally just practice. I'm the guy that plays Tracer, Reaper, and Widowmaker. Or I'm the guy that plays, you know, Winston, Diva, and whatever. You will have people will be known for their plays on certain characters and they'll be expected to be able to, to a team comp would be, would have a set of people that play certain characters to be able to flexibly swap around and counter enemy compositions. I think that would yeah. be really interesting to watch. Do you think the game's going to be released too far into the year for them to do something at BlizzCon? Like, do you think it will have been established enough by that point? Oh, they'll absolutely to, like, do something at teams. BlizzCon, I think. Because mm-hmm. okay. isn't it like, when is it coming out? Like, five, six months? It, March. It, it says Mar- spring, oh, March. so... That oh, yeah, I'll have loads of time to March establish time. it, I think, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. if anything, it'll be like the first expansion or, like, new characters or something like that, but... Do you think I think it's the, add... it's the perfect time limit where people will start to get stale. Yeah, and you get that burst back through. Yeah, revitalize. Here you go. Here's some new stuff. Mm. I think there's still room for a few more characters. I know the current roster is at, is it 21? 21, yeah. If you look at the the split, it's something like, because you've got like offense, defense, support, and tank. It's something like 6654. So I wonder if they're going to go 6666. Well, there's also like some snipers. Yeah, and there's one builder. Like, it's like, your team doesn't have a builder. Okay, so what you mean is I don't have a Torbjorn then? You know, <laughs> yeah. unless you count, some, yeah. I don't know if Symmetra even counts as a builder. Um, I think but, so. It's basically she if she, she has does. any remote units, yeah. She does count as a builder, yeah. She got so, a really buff. So, but yeah, so there's only two builders and two snipers. Yeah. Which is when your team's being recommended a builder and a sniper, doesn't give you many it's options. It's like, all so right, yeah, we don't have much of a choice then. More. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Although they, they, they put out a video. I can't remember the guy's name. The, the main guy at Overwatch put out a video on the channel saying they're finding it really hard to balance Torbjorn and Bastion. Because against new players, they're incredibly they're punishing. Yeah. But in, in competitive play, they're, they're a pushover. So they're having to try and figure out a way of adjusting the that? balance. Yeah, yeah, because it's really... A decent Torbjorn tur- turret against a bunch of noobs is hilarious. Yes. But then against a one decent tracer, she just runs up. Hello, love! Chucks on a bomb. Done. <laughs> Gamera's here! Bomb! <laughs> <Done. laughs> yeah. Even funny thing about Torbjorn is usually when you get like play of the game Torbjorn, you're like, okay, it's the turret. And then more often than not, either Torbjorn's run and fallen off the map and you've just got the void that you get to enjoy. <laughs> or it's just lying on the floor. He's just straight up dead, just lying there having a right good nap. Oh, and it's God, like, yeah. Really? In my opinion, they should just update the algorithm to say his turret is just another champion. So if the turret gets five kills, it's the turret's field of view. I'd love to see <laughs> yeah. a turret. Play of the bah, game, bah, bah, bah. turret. <laughs> it makes me laugh that play of the game has now devolved into whoever gets play of the game. Doesn't matter who it is, everyone groans. Like, yeah, so if it's a Reaper, it's like, oh, I guess he ulted. Okay, he ulted. Like, I guess the yeah. turret did it. Diva's yeah. like, I guess she blew up her spaceship. Like, everyone yeah. just gets super sarcastic. There's never a play of the game where people are like, wow, that was that was yeah. incredible. Every yeah. now and then Maybe like a, a really good Hanzo one, like where it. he just like gets a few headshots in a row. Yeah. Like, wow, oh, badass. Genji got it? Did he cut four people with a sword? Up, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that... during overtime as well. Overtime is so tense in that game as well. That's a like good, that's a good yeah. mechanic, man. I like that's a great I, 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 though, for me. 
Especially yeah, big if there's time. like one one play of the game that just like clinches it for for an esports standpoint. That's just going to be so exciting. Oh yeah, Overwatch has had uh, some great moments with overtime in particular. Mm. You know, like uh, just the I know we had one guy who, like we we just couldn't break it. We're like shit, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose, and then our McCree hits five of them with Ooh. his ulti, and we push and win. Like holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> the only time any of us are gonna congratulate a McCree. <laughs> I've had a few clutch moments where I'm playing May and I'm like my whole team died in the first fight and I'm stood on the objective and there's like four dudes so I'm like ice block ice block them like, in there run yeah run to like a corner and like wall myself in but I'm just inside the capture zone so they're like Jesus and then that breaks and I freeze them and run off and ice block again and I'm like come on guys get in yeah get over <laughs> it last. yeah it's really fun yeah. the whole freezing and then punching a hero is so satisfying just yeah, the yeah. idea that they like shatter and die is, is amazing yeah. Yeah. it's like a hard counter tracer it's just the bane of my existence i'll just mm -hmm. get frozen solid and then i just see them just reload and look at me right, and mate. then just aim plink and then just plink and just shoot me and i just drop she's dead. a great character she really I'm is like well i'm just yeah. like punching my keyboard trying <laughs> yeah. to break out of the freeze no 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 yeah yeah, so, I mean, we all like Overwatch. <laughs> I think we've made that abundantly clear. Like, it, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, Will they be able to keep content coming without selling characters? How are they going to really monetize it past launch? Will they expand the game modes, and will they improve the spectator experience? Uh, that, yeah. Those are all good questions. Those are all yeah. things that they're going to need to deal with. Mm -hmm. I've just had so a... Far, <laughs> Just had Cinnamon Toast Ken message me saying, I turned on the podcast and it looks like it's a battle between beards and shaven on the stream. <laughs> beards on top, shaven below. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're like oh, the man. underdogs. We are. Yeah. This is this baby is face, this is four, baby face bandits. This is four months growth for me. I'm going well. Oh my god. I'm at twenty five years. Fuzz. Wow. Damn. I just yeah. sheared like an inch off this morning. That's not fair, man. I hate you. God damn it. He's not Dude, even talking about his like... beard. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Huge penis. <laughs> uh, so we've got ten, 10 minutes left of this segment before we do news after the break. Uh, does anyone want to talk about Fallout? Anyone been playing it? I'm new to the franchise, so Mine's I mean... in the same boat as me. We've never played before, and we've played for about six hours. Interesting. I spent mm -hmm. most of it building a base. Yeah, I, of course I'm you did. It's like... You know, if you love buggy base building games, so Fallout 4 should be right up your alley. Love that shit. <laughs> that game should be I'm the early opposite. access. I'm like a bit of a Fallout elitist, so I played Fallout 1 and 2 to yep. death. Join the club. When they, yeah, and then when they're like, oh, here's the first person one, and it freezes time, you just click on people and they die. I was like, no thanks. I, I, yeah, nothing could somebody... ever live up to Fallout 1 and 2. As somebody new to the franchise, I'm not crazy about the VAT system, which is why when I've been playing, I've kind of been doing it as like a no VAT run, like unintentionally. Just because, I don't know, just something about it doesn't feel very satisfying to me. That doesn't really gel with it in first person. Like, it's there because the first two games had it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, I see. That's like, really why. Well, I, I never played for any of the Fallouts after 1 and 2. So help me understand. So with the VAT thing, it's like in Fallout 2 when we, you, you basically click on someone, it's like you've got this percentage to hit this body part, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, are your guns perfectly accurate so that should you have a good enough aim, you can just go headshot, headshot, headshot yeah, manually much. anyway? Or does your, does your shooting stat cause dispersion so your shots are, like, inaccurate? No. If I, recall, Ooh, I don't yeah, know about if, that last If bit. I recall correctly, and uh, chat will no doubt correct me if I'm wrong here, that, um, yeah, you, I don't think it affects dispersion that, dispersion that much. I'm pretty sure, like, it's all about uh, affecting your, your VATS ability for the most right, part. Okay. 
All I know is, like, right. I took really low, like, perception on my uh, Fallout 4 character. I have no problem headshotting anybody. The gunplay has got a lot better than Fallout 3 because mm-hmm. the gunplay was pretty gnarly there. But mm-hmm. as a result, it's... Yeah, apparently your stats do cause dispersion, so there you go. But you can still shoot pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have to seem to have too many problems. I mean, I did go up against a death claw, and it's kind of hard to miss those. They are bloody huge. They do like a little dodge thing, right? They run at you and then they leap sideways when they... That's mm. really cool. I saw some videos yeah. of that. I think for me, it's just like, it, it feels like a very real world. Like, I'm one of those players where if it's a game like this where I know they're going to put the time into it, kind of like, a, you know, games like Skyrim as well, where you can read every book sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I will check every drawer. I will hack every PC. I will just interact with every, you know, possible thing. Anything I can mash E on, I'll go for it. And uh, the, the game kind of rewards you for doing that. There are these little, like, hidden gems that you find. Except unless, of course, you walk up to a fucking chair which is thrown into the game by Satan himself to make sure that you can't just loot everything. It's like, oh, I'm looting, I'm looting. Oh, a chair. Slowly sit down. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because if you're spamming E and you go near a chair, it'll just sit you down. It's fucking (laughs) stupid. And there's chairs everywhere. Everywhere. The, um... My favourite part about Fallout 4 has just been all the gifts. All over the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Reddit shit going is, wrong and Reddit's bugs. banging on that. I That's a Bethesda nothing, game, innit? <laughs> I've loved nothing more with my time than just watching, like, shit go horribly wrong. When people <laughs> climb inside this power suits and then just turn into, like, elongated mutants. And then run around oh. and they're invisible and yeah. stuff, yeah. I oh, saw, so I, good. I saw a great video while on Reddit today. It was, uh, apparently, if you drop a gun on the floor and the gun is, like, a higher value than the gun your, like, AI teammate has, they'll pick up your gun. And this guy dropped like a nuke launcher and switched to another gun. And this guy walks up, picks up the nuke launcher and just shoots a character in melee up. range and wipes the whole squad. Yeah, <laughs> It was so good. I think yeah, definitely I my favorite thing I've seen on Reddit from Fallout 4 is the character creation and like making it look oh, like yeah. John Cena, uh-huh. Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Very, uh, very good character creation one. system in that game. I like in terms of visual Vladimir, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Putin one. It was really funny. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. I need to see this. And I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. Like, but I mean, Sacria, like you're, you're like oh me. We were into the original Fallout. So, like, what I will say is that New Vegas is um, a lot better. Like, if New mm. Vegas is worth playing, if you liked Fallout One and Two, like, there's a lot of what okay. was in Fallout One and Two there. But Fallout Four, to me, is like, well, okay, so you had a Fallout ish kind of world. One, can you explain why the fuck after 200 years? the world is barely developed, and yet in Fallout 1 and 2, after about 80 years, they have, like, fucking high-tech cities and shit. Like, what the hell yeah. happened here? Like, I don't know what's going on with that. They've been um, apparently they have. They really, really have. It's it's just like, why are there still cans of beans? Like, wouldn't they have been looted by now 200 years later? You would have thought that stuff wouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> why is the shit everywhere just lying around? Yeah, just a chest in the middle of a field. No one looted it for 200 years. Yeah, and to me, like, they've taken a lot of what made Fallout interesting in terms of the RPG aspects. They've just modded back in the ability to see what your fucking dialogue's supposed to be. The dialogue system is bullshit in Fallout 4. It's awful. Is you it like this... up, down, left, right, and you just yeah. get four options? Yeah, and like you don't even know the tone. You don't know whether or not you're concluding yeah. a conversation or just asking for more information. Like, it's useless. It's yeah. useless. Yeah, I really hate it when it literally it says yes, no. And it's like, whenever it replies, they don't just go, yes. Like, you yeah, want to see the actual Something sentence. else entirely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that mod different. makes it a lot better. But still, Fallout like... 1 and 2 did that really well. 
the, I mean, the, Fallout the 1 and 2 had proper conversation options, and a yeah. lot of what you had in your conversation was affected by your various skills and all that sort of thing. They have a little yep. bit of that in Fallout 4, like Charisma will give you like a persuasion option, things like that, but there's a shitload more of it in Fallout 1, 2 in Vegas, and they mm-hmm. really cut that down hugely in Fallout 4. I think I'm going to wait to play the game until the dev kit is out and mods start coming out because Skyrim with mods was so much better than Skyrim without mods. Of course, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I think I'm just going to wait and then They need to fix the UI. I feel like I'm battling amazing. with the UI constantly in mm-hmm. Fallout 4 and I hate it. It's stupid that after how many years Bethesda still can't figure out how to do a fucking inventory UI properly. Especially because <laughs> in the amount of shit that you pick up. It's like, oh my god, I've got to yeah, keep going. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like I had to set up like, I don't know, maybe I'm just doing it wrong, but I wanted two different outfits, like combat outfit and my, hey, I'm uh, wearing a suit and I have charisma outfit. And like, it seems like the way to do it is I have to set up like six favorite uh, keys to do it. And yeah. there's no easy way to switch. And finding everything in my fucking inventory is a nightmare. Oh, God. I, that's why in Skyrim, I, uh, I there's one specifically I remember using. I think it was called like Sky UI, and it just basically fixed everything. Yes, it did. Yeah. Mm. But apparently, people are already modding Fallout 4. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. a few like little jokey ones um, already. So, like, how much can yep. the game have manipulated already in its current state? Quite a lot, I'd say. Like, Damn. Quite a lot. The dev kit will just give them the tools to do it way easier. Yeah. Yeah. This makes this, like actually make the high def ground and shit like that. So that's the stuff I'm waiting for. Yeah. So what, did you, you, what, you guys would Sorry, oh, sorry gone. Go no, go I was just going to ask if it was going to be like, would it, do, you, do you think it'll be like Steam Workshop sort of modding um, when the dev kit comes out? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty I mean, sure that way, they? that easy to install, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I Did think. Did you guys like... ever see um, Spamfish's Motherload VOD? Um, no. Oh, it's the funniest thing. So, Spamfish, he, he has these like silly, idiotic moments every now and then in his stream. And he's playing Fallout 3, maybe New Vegas, I'm not sure. And he walks up to this crate and he opens it and there's like tons and tons of like he's scrolling down. He's like, oh my God, bottle caps, guns, armor, everything. So he starts picking it all up, click, 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 click. He's like, oh guys, it's a mother load. This must be some kind of bug or maybe I found an Easter egg. This is amazing. And he was just looking at the UI wrong and it was actually an empty chest. And he was <laughs> dumping out all the stuff he had into it. Oh my it. God. And then he, like, all his chat just blew up and he had to sit there and pick all his stuff up again. And he just oh. felt like an idiot. It was one of the funniest vods I've ever seen. I'm watching yeah. it right now. He's like, "Oh my god, 116 like grenades! Like what?" <laughs> yeah. He's just That's like, amazing. "It just shows how the UI is kind of clunky and awkward because he just has no idea that he's actually dumping his own stuff into a crate." <laughs> I mean, it so does quite blatantly say items and metal box at the top of mm-hmm. each of them, but it's that once you're like six hours into a session, exactly right. You kind the, of the lines get blurred. Yeah, <laughs> That's so funny. Good yeah, Lord. you know, I'm sure the game will be a lot better in a year, but like a, a lot of the stuff that I hate about it is not really moddable. You know, it's it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a Fallout game to me anymore. It feels, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like fucking Far Cry with buildings. It's yeah, it's got the right theme, but Fallout was an RPG first and foremost. You know, with many different ways to approach the wasteland. You know, tons of non-combat stuff, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like this is a first-person shooter first and foremost. With a lot of looting, a huge amount of looting, obnoxious amounts of looting. And then it's like, yeah, we've got crafting now. You can build a city. Oh my God, trying to build a city in uh, first person with the keyboard and mouse? Jesus Christ. I w- the UI is just awful. I And that's fixable, but just in general, it seems like Fallout's gone in a direction that me as someone that really loved Fallout 1 and 2 and even Tactics just doesn't like anymore. Mm. You know? Main- mainstream. It's mainstream, right? 
Because Fallout yeah. 1 and 2, like, is so How is it not there. an RPG? Tell me how you roleplay. You can't even be a bad guy. It's not possible. Like, you don't have the dialogue yeah. I've options. Seen, I've seen, I was watching Elo uh, try and do a evil run. Evil run. And yeah. every single interaction he had, he had no chance Indication. to be evil. Yeah, you, you don't have the dialogue him. options to do it. You know, how, how the fuck is it an RPG if you can't roleplay? That he yeah. found. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm not going to free him. I'm just going to leave him. And he had no option to do that. He had to save it. Yeah. And he was just like, what, is, what the fuck is this? Or like, you'll get a quest. It's like, oh, go, you know, go and, go and reactivate this thing and purify our water. And your options are yes or no. Like, oh, I'm doing an evil run. No. And your, your, your character will be like, I don't have the time to do that. And you're like, no, tell him, fuck you. Fuck I'm not you. fixing your thing. <laughs> yeah. Or have an option that's like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll purify your water, poison yeah. the entire village, and then steal all their shit, you know? Whereas that's the Fallout kind of thing 1, you could have done in Fallout 1 and 2. If, in Fallout 1, you could go, like, you get a quest to, like, release some slaves, and you go and talk to the slave leader, and he, like, offers you, like, hey, do you want to join my gang and do stuff for me, or whatever? And you can either be like, yes, I'll join your gang, which is evil, or you'll be like, no, I'm here to save them, which is kind of mid-ground. Or you could be like, how about I fucking kill everyone in this room? And you click on that, and it just starts <laughs> combat, and that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no messing around. I think yeah. the closest I've seen to an evil option so far is if you try and squeeze a bit more money out of somebody when you've done a quest for them. And yeah. every single time they're like, oh, okay, I guess I have a little extra bit. And that's it. That's the closest I got yeah. to yeah, it. From like yeah. 100 to 400 just by going, come on, mate. And the thing is, you got that <laughs> mostly through your persuasion ability. You didn't intimidate them. Or intimidate oh, yeah. Or it was like, like it was like yeah. the yellow thing. It yeah, because you had money. persuasion skill, you know? <laughs> more? That's, that's literally the option, the option said I'm more evil. money, yellow <laughs> text, and that was it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Why, why would you not click that? There's no consequence. It's not that like there's a fucking karma system. There's no alignment system in the game or anything like it's that. It's not like they're not going to pay me if I don't... Yeah, and they're not going to remember it. that. And, you know, they're absolutely not going... There's not going to be a consequence for you doing that later on in the game. Mm. Even Fallout 3 had fucking consequences, and that wasn't all that great. You know, Fallout 4 is just like, here's an open world. You want to build stuff? You want to shoot stuff? Great, you go do that. And it's it's kind of falling at the same trap that I have a lot of open world games where it's like, we're going to fill this full of stuff to do, but nothing you did mattered. Not at all. Mm. Didn't affect the world yeah. in any way. But they've got... they with the, with the base building thing, they had a real chance to do that. Like, I feel like they could have fleshed it out a little... I, maybe, I, maybe I just haven't seen this yet, and, and if, if I'm wrong, let me know, chat. But it'd be really interesting if... From what I understand, there's like 50 different zones that you can capture, and then they become like playgrounds where you can build your own base it'll be really interesting if you had to choose between well, i'm going to build a water purifier and then when you leave that zone the surrounding fields all of a sudden people are working or toiling the fields or you can choose like i'm going to build like a mine so i can get more copper to make or metal to make guns and then when you leave your base the people are like fuck you for for choosing to make your own weapons instead and then it changes your faction standings and that would be a really interesting way of doing it but as far as i understand the the kind of base building stuff is literally just like hey you want to play sims it doesn't yeah, you can do what you want it doesn't change anything. and then you build houses and then you power it food and water and mm -hmm. then you basically build a radio tower and then every so often a new person will show up mm. and it join like your Terraria. community and yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah it yeah. really is like terraria elements in that definitely jeez it's yeah it like i said it's not much of an rpg it's a shooter with rpg elements whereas fallout really used to actually be an rpg and yeah. I, that's why i liked it drift that far well i mean it's mass market you know they've sold yeah, a shitload of copies you know because Absolutely. really what people wanted was a post-apocalyptic game where you got to shoot a bunch of people yeah. Yeah. i think it's I, like that's exactly what they gave you but that's how you sell 12 million fans. copies in one day right yes it yeah. is still a good game, but for old school Fallout fans like you guys, I, I can see what it just yeah. doesn't hit the mark. If, you, if you're new in on this, I can totally see why you'd like it. It's yeah. not like, like on its own there isn't enough to do. There is, but 
you know, we liked Fallout, and this barely is Fallout. You know, if you want Fallout, you play Wasteland 2 now, because that's Fallout. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree entirely. Like, I, I, if you look at today's landscape of gaming, it's the most Fallout 1 and 2 game around, I suppose, more or less. Yeah. But that's only because of the lack of content. Whereas if mm -hmm. you go back to Fallout 1, it's a, it is a different level of game. Like, you, it's hard to even... Unless you've played 100 hours of it, it's hard to even convey it to someone who's never played it. How insane of a game it is. Like, I can't implore you enough. If you like RPGs and you like well-written, diverse, replayable games, play Fallout 1 and 2. They're available on Steam or wherever you buy games. You will, you will never look at another game again in the same way. You'll just look at it and compare it to Fallout 1 and 2 and go, this is nothing. And... Um, yeah. That's just the way of the world, I suppose. Yeah, and as much as people are saying, look, you know, this is the direction they went in several games ago, like, honestly, if you played New Vegas, actually, Obsidian seemed to remember quite a lot about what made Fallout game a Fallout game. Yeah? But mm. Bethesda didn't. Bethesda doesn't want to make a Fallout game. They want to make Skyrim with guns in a post-apocalyptic fucking world where people run around for hundreds of hours, post GIFs of their buggy shit, and then mod it and play it for years. <laughs> and you know what? I love the GIFs, though. The GIFs are so good, though. And they've succeeded. They've succeeded Dude, in those things. That should yeah. be on the box. This is just Skyrim with guns and people post gifts of buggy shit. Total biscuit. That should be on the box. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 7 million copies sold. Absolutely. Get, get your odd shot ready. That's the yeah. funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, we'll take funny. a break. And when we come back, we've got a little bit of news, a little bit of drama to talk about. So let's do that. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional <laughs> Podcast. How much of Stripper's rap did you get in there? How much of the rap was on that? He was going so solid crew on us. Oh, oh, so solid crew. Oh, no. Why would you do that? Yeah. He was giving us a nice 21 seconds to go countdown. Tut, tut. Tut, tut, I remember that. We Britain is responsible for some rap abominations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goldie oh, yeah. Looking Chain. Although I quite like Goldie Looking Chain. <laughs> They're quite funny. I like to personally apologize for PJ and Duncan at this time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I would not apologize for the streets. You no. should. You absolutely should. You're a northerner, you wouldn't understand. Fucking streets. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally anybody could be the streets. It's just them talking. I went my down god. to the fish shop and ordered some fish. My girl was there and she was like, can I have some mushy peas? I was like, no. And she fucking slapped me. Listen to the streets. Dry yeah. eyes, mate. <laughs> 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 that's one of the verses. So someone just more fish put, in the sea. Someone put that to lyrics. Just, just whack that at the end of, every, of just like somebody talking about their night out. And that's a street yeah. song. Dry I went to a pub and ordered a beer. They're out of Carlsberg. So I got a Heineken, which I don't like quite as much, but it's okay. 350 said, what a fucking ripoff. Dry your eyes, mate. That's every street song ever. There you go. I wonder how many people are Googling that right now. They just disappeared into the society of normal English people again. British artists just seem to disappear. I mean, who? when's the last time anyone heard of, like, Plan B? I didn't hear about them in the first place. Exactly right. There we go. I reckon they're all in, like... Uh, recruited into the double O regi uh, like double, uh, program double by program. the Ministry of Defense and they become special agents. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel it. like they're just being forced to teach at the Brit school or something. I remember this thing that Ricky Gervais says that always cracked me up. He was talking to Carl Pilkington and Carl's like, you know, uh, you know, Bruce Lee isn't dead. And he's like, what? Of course he's dead. He's like, no. 
Chinese police, like, because he was such a good fighter, they recruited him into, like, special forces. And he's like, really? So they recruited the world's most famous movie star at the time to be as a, a police secret. officer. A yeah, as a secret, secret agent. Special force. <laughs> yeah. The most no famous Asian man on the planet. Oh, bless Carl. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. <sighs> So let's talk. Uh, since we've got a lot of streamers in here, so I think this whole odd shot thing sounds like it's worth talking about. Mm. So right. let, let me set the scene for you. Set the scene. Here we go. So there was a service launched a good few months ago called Oddshot, and Oddshot basically lets you capture like about thirty or forty seconds of a stream and instantly upload it to Oddshot as a VOD. And you do it solely by I think you just type a little command. Like well, you have a little you can have a you can either type Oddshot or you can also there's actually a button that appears uh, next to the the settings cog beneath the video player. Mm-hmm. So you press that as well. It does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Chrome app. Yeah, so it instantly creates like a 30, 40 second kind of highlight VOD that it puts on Oddshot TV and it generally means that people like end up linking this everywhere. It ends up a Reddit and on forums and on Twitter. It goes, you know, Facebook goes very, very, very fast, you know, because this thing instantly captures. If there's something funny that just happened, it'll be on Oddshot in literally five seconds. Yeah. So it's been around for a little while, but things are starting to come to a head with this service. After a couple of days ago, a streamer called Raynad. Uh, the Lord of the Salt, as I like to describe him. <laughs> yeah. Hearthstone aficionado. Yep. Big yep. Uh, big, big Hearthstone stream. Something really, big really forehead. funny happened to him on stream, as has <laughs> tended to happen in Hearthstone. Massive forehead. He's got a yeah. killer forehead. He does forehead. have a huge forehead. It's just Locks incredible. Sun. <clears throat> yeah. I think his shit. hair is so dense, they're trying to put it in a large hadron collider to see if they can make new elements out of it. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. That, was a, that was a nerdy joke, guys. I didn't yeah. get that. There's like six people in Cambridge that are like... So... This really funny thing happens, and of course, first thing, and then two seconds, it's up on fucking Oddshot, gets linked everywhere, gets hundreds of thousands of views, presumably. I don't think you can actually see a view count on Oddshot, but... I don't yeah, think I've ever seen one, no. No, you, it, no doubt it got a lot, because Oddshot is really easy, really quick. You click it, you see it, you know, it's almost like watching a GIF, but with sound. Um, I mean, yeah. if you've ever had a video <laughs> hit Reddit, like a YouTube video, you, you can see the scale of what you would receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in place lot, 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 lot of lot of views, but of course they're not going to Raynad. They're going to Oddshot, and Raynad kind of called them out on this. And as a result, there was a thread posted by the guys that run Oddshot that were kind of responding to it and talking about the idea that Oddshot really just came in to fill a gap in the market that was already. It's kind of already happening. You know, they claim mm. that there was an ecosystem of fans bringing the content onto their personal YouTube channels before the original content creator did. You know? And they were saying, look, you know, we we created a service because we saw it was kind of needed. And mm. we're trying our best to sort of help content creators. You know, they said, we have no desire to hurt the revenue stream of content creators. But in reality, of course, a lot of people turned around and said, yeah, but you are, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're certainly not helping them. You know, people saying, oh, God, that's Raynad is not going to bring him a bunch of extra subs and viewers because everyone knows who he is anyway. Link. It may not have so, a link so to his stream in, and stuff. In Raynad's statement, what he was talking about is that he has been trying to grow a YouTube channel, specifically a YouTube channel outside of Twitch. Yeah, and Tempo Store. And as a Hearthstone-only yeah. YouTube channel, the only really thing that people watch 
his highlights. Highlights, funny so clips. He's yeah. growing yep. his YouTube channel with his Hearthstone highlights. Mm -hmm. And Oddshot has effectively come in as a middleman and taken that away from him. And now Oddshot is the thing making it to Reddit, not his videos. And it stunted the growth of his channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that highlight ended up on the Tempo Storm channel eventually. But it will have got a fraction of the views that it did on Oddshot. That's pretty much guaranteed. Mm -hmm. A huge, a marginal fraction. Yeah. And some streamers have started to come out of the woodwork. I think a lot of people haven't really been talking too much about Oddshot because there's always a risk whenever you talk about making money with either streams or YouTube that a bunch of people will turn on you and say, fuck you, you make money doing this thing I want to do, so I have no sympathy for you at all. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's like whenever yeah. we try and talk about Adblock. A bunch of people don't, are just going to turn around and say, fuck you, I work in a factory. Yeah. Is one of the top comments <laughs> on the thread. Yeah, wow. wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, wouldn't surprise me. It's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Like, you work in a factory or whatever, that sucks, I feel for you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not entitled to make money with my job and all that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And it's it's a difficult thing to discuss. Surprisingly enough, actually, quite a few people on the Hearthstone Reddit are supporting Reynard and saying, you know, there was actually even a thread that said, um, should we ban Oddshot odd shot links? You know, would, League of Legends have, have banned it. Have, yes. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah. what do you, what do you mean a game has banned? We're talking about a game a subreddit. Podium. Banning Oddshot. Oh, subreddit. Oh, I'm seeing. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Right, yeah, with has you. banned Oddshot. Right, with you. Yeah. That they, they get the revenue that content creators would normally get. Yeah. I wonder if there's room for uh, Oddshot to allow Twitch users to, to or streamers to go to the website and click like login with Twitch and then give some kind of authorization or some kind of key to them. And then when they Oddshot this, this mm. video of yours, it actually uploads to your YouTube channel. So they're like the middleman that uploads it to you. So, so people that, still use Oddshot, but you get Oddshot the ad revenue. Are saying in their statement is that they're a small company and eventually they want to be another monetized platform for content creators. No, that's so different. If your stuff so, hits Oddshot, you get money. Yeah, but then they they're in control of what adverts they run and what percentages you get. Blah blah blah. Whereas if they mm -hmm. had some kind of API where if someone does exclamation Oddshot or whatever in my channel. Oddshot's platform says, has Sakura logged into us and made an account? Yes. Has he got an API key for his YouTube? Yes. Okay, we'll make this 40-second VOD, and then we'll, through the same channel that Twitch can upload highlights to YouTube, we'll upload our Oddshot video to his channel. Maybe it could have, like, a watermark or something. That would get like, abused to all hell, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, someone would just come to your channel and just do Oddshot continually, and your, when you go to your video manager one day, you've suddenly got, like, 60 yeah. privated videos. That's true. And it's, all, I, it's also I, I, about... I like the way you were going with that, though. I like the idea that you can log in to... I feel like it's something that is down to yourself or your moderators in chat. I think if you, like, to capture an Oddshot... account, right, as verification, it's only you could Oddshot your stuff. I, I, I think you or your moderators, I think that's a command that you could have in chat for anybody with power and maybe like staff members as well. I think the way it should work is I think you should be able to connect to Oddshot and when your yourself or a moderator in chat does Oddshot, it will work exactly the same. But what it would do is rather than portion it on the Oddshot website, it will make it a Twitch highlight on your channel. So if you give it editor status, that site and API, mm -hmm. Then it's there for you and, you know, it'll take you th five seconds to click. You'll go to your video manager on Twitch and you can export that to YouTube like immediately after. Mm, and the Twitch yeah. one is there to be shareable. So you I get wonder what kind of API Twitch access the, they'd be willing to minimum. give Oddshot. Because, I mean, right now, Oddshot is technically mm -hmm. a competing platform to Twitch's highlights that's, and VODs. Well, that's what I was going to say. They've mm -hmm. already started making money. And now if you're yeah, saying at the least they're trying to. to stop. Have like they? Getting... How do they make money? Well, they're not making it yet. Like exactly. they're not making it yet, Their end goal but... for Oddshot is this to be monetized. I mean, the re 
here's the thing. Currently, Oddshot service is built entirely on the back of taking highlights of other people's work. Like, mm -hmm. otherwise, there's no reason for the website to exist. So they don't mm -hmm. create any original content whatsoever. They're building their audience and their service through this awareness, and then eventually they'll figure out a way to monetize it. And then they'll make money again off the back of other people. And the only way that that would be okay is if those people get some of that money, or if they're able to opt out of Oddshot entirely. That's what a lot of people have uh, suggested. It's like, well, <laughs> can you make it so that my channel can't be Oddshotted then? You know, can can that I... Seems that That's seems like a very easy to do thing. Yeah, but they're like, not going to want to do it because most people are going to turn around and say, fuck no then. I mean, it, it was the, um, there's a nice little uh, comic, I think, that, uh, who made it, who made it? Uh, the Oatmeal Made. That's like, uh, yeah, I made this thing for you. I was like, great. So uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, so this is how much it's going to charge. It's like, no, 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 we're not going to pay you. Look at all this exposure. It's like, exposure, yeah. it's great. And then the guy's like, uh, I have this exposure. I'd like to buy two hot dogs, please. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, you, you don't, exposure is only useful to people that aren't already in this business, you know, that mm -hmm. aren't already making money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So exposure to the, you know, the other guys is useless. Uh, a part or full-time job for you already, then you need, the mo you need money. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, and a lot of this stuff, like, doesn't work for exposure anyway. A lot of people say, oh, God. I think it was the, uh, there was a debate on Reddit for years about re-uploading webcomics to Imga and mm. basically saying, well, that's actually piracy. It's like, well, yeah, technically it is. You know, you take it's kind of drifting else's... into that kind of, like, freebooting area, isn't it? Freebooting mm. is a good word. You know, piracy has a lot of um, connotations. People get very upset when they hear that. I think freebooting is a great example. Mm -hmm. Did any of you guys watch the video last week about uh, Facebook's massive freebooting problem? Was that the oh, really yeah. nicely animated yeah. one? Yeah, really nice. Yeah, animated. yeah it's like the, it's yeah. very infographic. I, c I can't pronounce the name of that channel, but their stuff is incredible. Incredibly good. Yeah, and uh, Facebook has a huge problem with freebooting of viral videos, and they're getting uploaded and basically stolen from YouTube, and they're getting millions and millions and millions of views. And by the time that you can take it down from Facebook, the yeah. like the, they said like look, ninety nine percent of the views this video would have ever got has already happened. Yeah. You know? So you're getting, your content is basically being lifted whole cloth, stolen, put on someone else's website, used to promote someone else's product, and you can't do anything about it. Mm. And Oddshot is kind of doing that, except they're doing that to promote their own service. You know, the mm. only people this really benefits is Oddshot, because it makes Oddshot more ubiquitous, more prevalent, and more relevant. And I think also, from the, from the, the exposure is a dead end, right? Because... It's not like your YouTube channel where someone goes to your YouTube channel and sees that and then goes, oh, there's, here's another video from this guy. Yeah, because yeah. if you click and Twitch, you they're probably offline. You know? Once you see this 40 seconds, there's nowhere to go but click the back button. That's yeah. it. It's just... Well, I mean, it's, it's, you do now have the title of the stream and also the, the person's Twitch channel listed uh, beneath the actual VOD if you do an odd shot. You do. You do. But yeah. I think Twitch in particular is very bad for that because, as we mentioned with Oddshot and with Twitch, if they're not online... You know, if you don't have that presence, you're not streaming right then and there. You're probably not going to get any benefit. I'd love to see what the click-through rate is. I reckon it's probably nothing. Almost I think, nothing. I think Do you think rewatches is less than 1% for me. Mm -hmm. Do you think yeah. a, a, a first step would be to add things like uh, the channel's follow and subscribe options on the odd shot? So, like, if you watch that Raynard clip and then below it's like, subscribe to Raynard's Twitch here, and you click it and it, it pushes help, you through to it. But to me, that's a goodwill notion alone. Exactly. Because you know? yeah, you're yeah, right. still taking their content and yeah. you're, you're taking it whole cloth. You're not even repurposing it. You know? Because there'll be probably some people that mention this, uh, the kind of thing that I do with like content patch or like my video essays, where sometimes I'll use a piece of silent gameplay footage. 
because I want to have access to it myself. And yeah, I'll credit it and I'll list it. And under fair use, I'm kind of in reasonable ground because I'm mm. using it for a different purpose. I've repurposed it into something else. Oddshot isn't repurposing anything. It's literally just taking this content. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think I'm on better ground. And usually I'm asking permission before I do it anyway. But I I'm feel on like on Oddshot at the guys. moment, I'm not too I'm not too shook by them. Just because like if I went onto the oh, website no, they don't and they me have like a, a like a trending videos of the day, like if they had a ranking page of like here are the most watched odd shots today, that's where I'd feel like there was no sincerity in their message that they put. I feel like it's, it's a very weird one to know what their intentions are. And I guess it's really watching the next steps they make. I think that's them. why people are uh, acting aggressively. Because if your intentions are hidden, they're going to assume the worst. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. What else, can, what else are they going to do? Yeah. It's also bypassing Twitch's ads. You know, it's another point to make. Mm. You know, so yeah. Twitch can't be all that happy with it. And I think that the, the problem the with... Re- Twi- Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what's the stop Twitch from turning around and just saying, we like the idea of Oddshot, you know because they have highlights on twitch like what's to stop them from just adding a button that is near identical yeah so making the kind of crowdsourced highlights just a really easy way to do it exactly yeah. if there's I would if you could love a button on twitch that just highlighted yeah. 40 especially seconds especially if it wasn't limited to 40 seconds if you could just click the highlight button and say five minutes and it just takes the last five minutes bam chucks it in your highlights and then it's automatically if you have a subscriber wall for your vods and highlights it's automatically a revenue generator for you yeah and, and, if it, goes and it stays out, on your channel and also, it's really easy to just then import that to YouTube. With I, just, click. I just yeah. think the Twitch, the Twitch VOD and highlight system is very clunky and awkward and slow. And it's, it really it. is. It's a nightmare. It reminds me with. of YouTube annotations. It's that yeah. very similar, like numerical value input to get stuff done. Yeah. But even then, like sometimes you'll drag your bar to the middle of your highlight or VOD to make a highlight and it'll just do the little circle thing. You have to drag it back and forward to <laughs> yeah, trick it God, into loading yeah. the video. And <laughs> yeah. then you select like one minute, six seconds for it to start. And then when you click on create highlight, it started at one minute because it's the nearest like keyframe or something. Like they definitely, Twitch definitely need to address their highlight system. There's a reason people use Oddshot and it's just because it's so simple. Yeah. yeah. And but the- I think also uh, Oddshot overrides the embedding settings of your channel. So you can say, don't allow anyone to embed my videos anywhere outside of my channel. But Oddshot still transcends that. Yeah, because Oddshot makes a new oh. video and hosts it on their own site. You know? Yeah. So They're ripping yeah, it, basically. I, I wonder what, what the legalities of that are. Cause... Well, it's illegal. I mean, it's straight up illegal. Like, it's, it's yeah, copyright it's infringement. There's not, there's not actually a if question someone, whether... If someone did that to you on YouTube, you could take the video down. I mean, you still mm-hmm. could. Like, I could go... Let's say someone uh, put my thing up on Oddshot. I could file a DMCA request and Oddshot would have to take that down. The thing is, I'd have to file an actual DMCA, you know? Yeah. I'd have to go through the motions, writing the letters and all that kind of thing. And with Oddshot, it's the same problem with Facebook. By that point, it doesn't matter. The, the, mm-hmm. That Oddshot video from Reynard got all its views in, like, two hours. And by yep. the time Reynard's highlight went up, it was kind of irrelevant. And with yeah. a lot of... Um, I don't know exactly what a lot of you guys do when you uh, reuse your stream assets, but you don't just upload a 40-second video to YouTube. You'll take, like, a highlight compilation. So maybe over two days, I got some really cool footage, and I'll eventually put it together into some kind of compilation. But if all my best shit has already been odd-shotted, then it's probably getting a lot less views at the end of the day, and that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of the streamers are complaining about. One thing I'll give Oddshot, though, is that if you are the kind of person that's repurposing your live streams to make a compilation... Oddshot actually makes it a lot easier because it gives you the MP4 option. Yeah, because you, you rip Oddshot's video and then use it from there, yeah. That's it. Having just the FLV options when you download like an old Twitch VOD and you have to use like third-party clients like yeah, you know, Night Dev yeah. and stuff. Yeah. If you're not local recording, it's very difficult if you don't use Oddshot to get you know that moment. And then isn't Night Dev limited to like 15-minute sections? 
Yeah, because it's, so it's just to... how live streams are. That's why the VOD and the highlight system is it's so buggy because it's FLVs that are chained back to back. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, that's crazy. Such a uh, strange way of doing it. If yes, the other problem I have is if I don't if I don't record locally, so like say I do something great in a game, I have to go to my VOD, which is encoded from OBS mm -hmm. and then encoded onto their video system. Then I have to download that to my computer and then put it in After Effects or whatever, and then do my editing, then encode it into H.264 again, then upload it to YouTube, and YouTube encode it to their H.264 so or much whatever. Compression. So the compression is off the hook. Like it's the literally quality... just seven squares it... on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> this like is my uh, abstract avant-garde interpretation <laughs> of Hearthstone here. Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 1080p 60fps is just like seven yeah. blocks. It's block it, just looks like yeah. it's, it just looks like it's Minecraft. Just yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course you run into other problems like uh, use of copyright music and block editing and block muting and things like that. And yeah. this is interesting, like because this is part of the thread that people said kind of one of their counter arguments, which is not really a relevant counter argument, but it needs to be brought up anyway as kind of an ongoing concern with streamers. Like, oh, streamers really upset about copyright, yet they have no problem playing music on their fucking stream that doesn't belong to them. Which in itself is a fair point, you know, mm -hmm. I and mean, we don't have the right to play stuff that we don't have the rights to. Yeah. That's why I, I feel don't. Like that's so easily solved because, I mean, before I did YouTube, I did uh, online radio and it was literally just, you know, mm -hmm. a load of teenagers had a shoutcast and they used to broadcast music to it, talk a bit in between. And we used to have to pay like, I can't remember what it's called in the Uk, but it's like a little license that you can pay yes, for. Yes, yeah, I used to pay for Maybe that too. A Maybe a couple hundred a year, like, you know, for some people in our position, it would be worth it to be able to use copyrighted stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wish that Twitch and YouTube had those availabilities in terms of and licenses where you can say, we don't know. And like, I think a lot of us would happily pay it because it would mean that we had peace of mind. Yeah. And it meant that, you know, the artists and whoever else would be getting I would absolutely just pay rewards. for, for blanket mm. rights like that. Absolutely. Me too. There's a, there's a couple of artists that actually figured this out. Uh, so Zircon who does a bunch of really great Electronica stuff and a lot of great uh, video game remixes and also worked on soundtracks uh, like uh, Soul Calibur V. He uh, did a $200 pack, which is like, this is all my music. You have the rights to use this on your stream, in your YouTube videos to repurpose it. 200 bucks flat rate. And it's like 300 songs. And I was like, I know Monster Cat have done the same now as well. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I, they've got like the gold membership and you get, I mean, the, the Monster Cat panel is incredible. You get all of the songs in like numerous versions of mp3 you can even get like flack and wav files as well of yeah. all these songs yeah. um and yeah and that, that's why i so heavily push monster cat they've embraced content creators since yes. day one yeah and i've spoken to mike about this at various events and yeah they they just they get it same way people like approaching nirvana all these other kind of youtube hybrids they just they they understand Yep, although that will still cause problems on YouTube because the copyright automated claim system is fucking nightmare, yep. you know? I'd, yep. I got a bunch of uh, claims against videos that I clearly had permission to, to use the music for, and I had to reply to YouTube with, I was like, here's the emails from this artist. I literally know this artist personally. I just ate steak with this artist. I want, to, you know, I, I have permission to use his music half for years and all that kind of thing. I know, you know, uh, using a lot of copyright music on Twitch... If you want to do it and get your VODs muted and not upload to YouTube, like, to me, that's like, so be it. Whatever. You want mm -hmm. to take those risks, that's up to you. I don't think you should be. I think that we should be pushing towards legitimizing this as much as possible. Did you I see feel like the one day article. it's going to clamp down. Did you guys see the article in Tech Times today? Which mm -hmm. one was that? 
uh, the one about YouTube is actually going to assist YouTubers with legal yes. fees. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so Jim Sterling made a video about this today as well. Uh, YouTube is stepping up on the fair use point and actually defending certain videos, and they're trying to set a pr uh, principle down and set a precedent that's like, look, actually, this is what fair use is. Quit mm -hmm. fucking with it. You know, well, it's because... like recently Ray William Johnson won that court case against Junkin Media, and I think that's really what set the wheels in motion with that, because they were coming after the Equals 3 show for using so many videos and songs, and it seems like YouTube are kind of responding to that and really driving along with it. Well, YouTube knows which side its bread is buttered. You know, it knows exactly. that gaming content <laughs> yeah. in particular is it's, it's a huge moneymaker for it right now. Yeah. So it's very important that so they provide... you're going to hear on this stream chat. A degree of protection, <laughs> you know? So it knows which side its bread is buttered. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. It's... <laughs> oh, and people are like, oh, did Polaris get free use of Disney-related music and products? Don't get me started on that shit. I still I have wish. my DuckTales Remastered video is taken down because it, even though I have full permission for both the artist and the developer because it's a review copy, it's still down right now because guess who owns uh, The Moon? Like, the fucking soundtrack, uh, that track to the, the Moon. Disney, the same company that owns my company is claiming against its own content. <laughs> that's the... madness. That's the, like one hand not knowing what the other's doing. Oh, yeah, it really is. I mean, that's that's definitely that. Hopefully that will get sorted out. But um, yeah, <clears throat> as I, said, I think like you know, for all Oddshot says, ultimately it doesn't matter because they haven't solved anything yet. They're like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yes, but you haven't. Like for the last six yeah. months, you haven't. Do I mind too much if a 40-second highlight of my stream ends up somewhere? No, I mean, I let people upload my VODs for free as long as they don't monetize it. I don't care as long as they don't upload the podcast. Now, that's fine, but for a lot of other streamers, that shit can really matter to them. Mm -hmm. Especially mm -hmm. like Hearthstone streamers, you know, they can make a lot of money from highlights. In fact, that's actually where I'm making a lot of the money on YouTube. All the most viewed Hearthstone videos on YouTube are all highlight videos. All of them. Yeah, even people like Trump, it'll be like entire games, but it's the it's the pacing of the video that's important when it comes yeah, to he edit. Yeah, he has his editor, uh, like edit mm. out the highlights, edit out the enemy turns, all that kind of thing. He, you know, he made Twitch content YouTube friendly. And yeah. that's what a lot of uh, Twitch Absolutely. streamers, I think, are realizing is the way to go. You can't just dump your VODs on YouTube and hope for the best. You need to repurpose that content in some way. And when you mm -hmm. have sites like Oddshot, taking that without permission, then you kind of hamstring people's ability to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should absolutely get first dibs on anything that's yours. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think you should just have the ability to say, no, Oddshot, you can't take videos from my channel. Mm. Yep. And, and if Oddshot's yeah. not willing to respect that, then Oddshot is willfully infringing. Yeah. At which point, at, fuck at TwitchCon, they, they said that they're doing a lot of uh, improvements to the VODs and highlight systems. So mm -hmm. yeah. hopefully... It's on their radar. If there's any Twitch engineers or staff listening, I hope it's on your radar that it would be a very useful feature for us to be able to assign editor status or allow mods to do like exclamation highlight five minutes, just a time, like yeah. a time duration. And then yeah. just bam, pops up a highlight there and then. I, I, at the rate Twitch is developing now, I can't imagine that's a, a big call for them. There's three of them in it. They're watching. They're watching. <laughs> I see you. I see you guys. Who is it? They're all lurking. All the but no, yeah, that, oh, okay. that'd be really handy. Sneaky my list won't load. One of them is your, your girlfriend who... Yeah, one of them is two feet to my side. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would behoove Twitch to do it. Because, I mean, ultimately, even if that functionality is there, you can still disable it on your channel. You know, like, my VODs are behind a paywall, and I, I would just kind of keep them that way. Some people just don't have VODs enabled at all. Mm. The thing about Oddshot is that Oddshot is a different site, even if uh, they're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, fans used to do it. 
Yeah, but they did it on YouTube. I could copyright claim that if I needed to. Also, yeah. that's not a defense, is it? These other no, people it's not. Are breaking These the other guys anyway. are already We're doing do it. Better. Like, that's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not I, a defense. They are right that there's a gap in the market. People want this. They want this quick shot content. I get that totally. But you know, I think Oddshot needs to do a lot more to put itself on the side of streamers. Because right now, I think a lot of streamers are turning around and saying, you know, you're, you're kind of my enemy here. You're not helping me. You know, we you're, you're it, working against it, me. We do it the difficult way because that's how we get money. Yeah, because it's the yeah. only way. It's right the only now. way for us. Yeah. That's, so, hmm. yeah. Yep. Mm. So that's the Oddshot drama in a nutshell. Yeah. Just I wonder if they're listening. Just I wonder brief. if they're going to see this. I, I mean, I would, I would side with Reynard for the most part on that one. But then again, you know, I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a content creator. Of course, I would. You know, Oddshot doesn't really affect me too much in the same way that whole Facebook piracy thing doesn't affect me too much because I make long, boring videos about options menus. No one wants to steal that. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna see that on fucking Lad Bible, are you? Like 55 minutes about <laughs> fucking field of view that optimization. That's so British as well. Fucking Lad Bible. They steal Lad everything. Bible, you know, I mean, uni Lad Facebook is full of that. Uh, would obviously... it, would it Sorry, bother you, John, if, if like you you had a killer play in a Hearthstone game and it got odd-shotted so much that when you finally put out a YouTube video the next day or whatever saying, oh, look at this, you know, and it's just got a few extra minutes before the, the crazy play, no one watches it. Like, yeah, it totally no bother me. Of course it would. You know, it would bother me the same way that it would bother Reynard or anything like that. I'm thankful that my business model is not built that way. I don't have to mm. rely on that stuff, but other people do. Mm -hmm. And just because it doesn't affect me doesn't mean that it's not a fucking big issue. You know, I'm going to go to bat for the people that are affected by it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be clear, we're, we're talking about the top 5% here that really would be affected. Because if someone odd shots me, I'm not getting anything from that. But as a content creator, I totally understand the situation. Yeah. And that one day I could find myself in that situation if I don't be vocal about it. Yeah, it's mm. it's about like the general if... health of the content creation ecosystem, not about who's getting mm -hmm. it right now. It exactly. doesn't matter if Reynard's making money hand over fist right now. That doesn't mean that his argument is invalid, and that's used way mm. too much. Like, oh, Reynard makes plenty money. He shouldn't care. Really? No, I don't think that's how anything works. You know? No, that's crazy. You get a good no. salary and a job. It's like, oh, you, you get paid a good salary, so we're okay with you not paying you overtime. Like, no, I'm entitled to that overtime. Yeah, right. I need the work. Yeah. It's and mine. As a, as you know? a viewer, you're, you know, it's your place to support the creator as well. Even worse, it's like saying this rich guy just like had his house robbed. Well, he so makes that's okay. Money. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, I don't care. It's it's really easy uh, you know, to to not put yourself in in those in their shoes. Mm. No, and yeah, it's like, do I get mad that PewDiePie makes loads more money than me? Of course I do. But <laughs> does that mean that I'd ever condone anything bad, like an unjust happening to him? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? You know, it's like today, you, tomorrow, me. Why would I yep. do that? Yep. Plus, he's a really nice man. He yes, he actually is. Felix really is. Felix is actually a wonderful human being. PewDiePie, mm. I would want to sit on fire, but Felix, love him. <laughs> <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. A... Yeah. Oh, man. So that, it is a persona, folks, no doubt. Are you sure he doesn't walk around? Yeah, that's how he talks in real life. Absolutely. That's how he enters the door. He does the postman's act. Yeah, the, he's, he's just like running. He's flipping the tables. Yeah, everything. <laughs> That'd be great. He's just waving this dead pig around on a stick. It's like, I need you to sign here. Oh, God. I'll just leave it by the doormat. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, yeah, we'll come back later. 
<laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down. Sorry we missed you. By that we mean we never even yeah. came down the driveway. I mean, none yeah. of us are okay with PewDiePie because we're British, so we hate enthusiasm. So. Right, and yeah. Sweden. It's all happy. Their shit. internet is just so much better. They love Way too face. fucking happy. Mm. You can't trust anyone that happy. They're planning something. You know? yeah. They're up to something. <laughs> beneath the surface. Absolutely. I fully believe that there are jets underneath Sweden. <laughs> and in the event that shit goes down, they're just going to piss off. They're just going to peace they're, out, yeah. They're going to yeah, they're going to go the whole place, Sam. Wherever, wherever's, wherever's winning, they're just going to up and move. Wow, okay. I've seen the Martian. They can make Mars work. Yep. <laughs> a what, giant dome potatoes? is going to encroach Sweden. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to lift into orbit. They're going to form their own planet. Wow. That's why they're so happy. They're covered. I can Not imagine Sweden taking off in their little booster country and just becoming space pirates and like raping and pillaging the whole universe together. <laughs> Just took Leaving a dark a... turn. But a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's their history. That's... It suddenly makes those grins way more sinister. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. They never stop smiling. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so, any other kind of news or drama or anything we'd like to talk about? Oof. Anything that's uh, kind of cropped up on your radar last couple of weeks? Oof. Let me. Let I love me, a good gossip. I love let a good me gossip. Check my diary. A bit of gossip. <laughs> I've, had a, uh, I've had a few complaints. A bit of chin wagon. Yeah. yeah, there we go. I'm trying to think if anything's happened. I mean, honestly, it's not been a been lot. So you know, it's just been about releasing games for the most part. There was a bit of uh, weirdness going on with Green Man Gaming that uh, okay. they weren't able to fulfill a bunch of pre-orders. Oh. And now what seems to be coming out is that actually all their keys are not necessarily sourced in an authorized way. Which is odd, because people thought Green Man was, like, up and up. They were, like, a legit. They weren't a G2A or a Kinguin or, you know, a kind of grey market key seller. Like, they were a legit platform. Now, uh, as of yesterday, they said uh, they'll tell you when to expect the delivery of the key and the source of that key. But the wow. thing is, they only give the sources, like, authorized distributor. It's, and, a, it's a grey area, for sure. Yeah. And mm. a lot of that is, like, yeah, it's an authorized distributor in this country, but in not Poland. necessarily in other countries, you know, Green Man has uh, been running into some issues there, by the looks of it. I'm just looking up something in uh, on Google. A lot of people are saying that Kotaku got blacklisted, whatever that's about. Yeah, yeah. So Blacklisted from what? Uh, Bethesda and Ubisoft have effectively blacklisted Kotaku, at least like uh, as they claim. And it's down to the fact that both companies had content kind of leaked by Kotaku. Okay. Like, uh, oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed Syndicate, which was formerly known as Assassin's Creed Victory, was leaked first by Kotaku. And since then, apparently, uh, Ubisoft have been given Kotaku the cold shoulder for, you know, leaking the announcement shit. And apparently there was, according to Kotaku's article anyway, they'd been talking about a lot of woes in regards to the development of Doom and all that sort of thing, like, that they got from inside sources, and apparently Bethesda is now blacklisting them for that. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, it is... It's been increasingly more common for uh, journalism, in particular, to break NDA to compete with YouTubers. It's yeah, it seems like embargoes and things like that. Embargoes, journalism yeah. seems to be getting a lot more desperate. People are really clambering for views. There's definitely a lot about that, but I don't think Kotaku actually broke any embargoes. Like the, oh, I mean, no, the, vic not, the victory thing was literally a leak, you know? mm. and the other one seemed like it was investigative journalism. Yeah. You know? It's. I, I don't know. I don't know how many NDAs Kotaku really breaks. Honestly, I don't. I don't think they do. But I think journalism, in a Bend. broad sense, is definitely 
doing what they can to compete with YouTube, and sometimes that crosses a line. Uh, what's weird about this thing to me is that a lot of people seem to be siding with Bethesda and Ubisoft. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why are you siding with the publisher? Like, you've got a website that's getting information that people obviously want. Giving it and, to you. You and need you, it. Yeah, that you are reading. And then mm. you're siding with the publisher who is punishing the the publication for doing that because that that's not me, something that they wanted to be published yeah i, I mean i and i don't interesting. i'm sorry like, i don't really care what a publisher wants to be published or not like i don't give a fuck like, if you're struggling uh, with your game i want to know yeah if, if there's a problem there you know if you got your announcement leaked that's not kotaku's fault it's their job mm. to if they get a scoop it's their job to report it like that it you know, the, their concern should not be that a publisher makes less money because they got their announcement scooped or whatever. Why? Mm. I think people are literally siding with the publisher because they hate Kotaku. And that, to me, is small-minded, petty bullshit. Yeah, it's censorship. I mean, it's it's not really censorship, per well, se. Well, it kind of is, right? Because it's like, if if the next day there is a YouTuber, if so facto us, and we make a video, and we say this game is shit, and they turn around and go, right, well, now we're going to blacklist YouTubers too. <clears throat> Yeah, right. but I mean that—that's kind of their right, though. Like, this is why. It is like, their right, but but it's still not. It's for illegitimate reasons, though, isn't it? It's not yeah. like we've broken anything. It's just we have a negative opinion, and suddenly then we're getting mm. kind of like punished for saying oh, that. Oh yeah. I mean, this kind of publisher blacklist has been going on for years, though. You know, the publishers refusing to send review copies to people that don't set uh, that don't uh, give a mm. high enough score to a game. Mm. And like, well, we should never support that. Because that's why we have score inflation. Why do you think IGN and everyone are fucking terrified of giving an established franchise by a AAA a low score? Why is it that that never happens? Well, that's why scoring in general has changed. Like, I saw this really interesting uh, just kind of infographic on Reddit where it was like, here's what the scale of ratings used to be like. And, like, a 40 yeah. was, it's good. A 50 is, it's very good. And it kind of goes from there. Hmm. Now, if it's a 70 or below, shit, don't touch it. And it's like, yeah, there isn't that, that, that normal, gradual, like, you know, scale... There's no gradient anymore. It's just yeah. everything's a seven, eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, here's the thing: like, mm. I can understand a publisher turning around. Like, let's say a site has an agenda. I uh, let's uh, let's take an example of I can't remember who it was. It was a rock paper shotgun journalist or whatever who really went off on it on Dustin Browder in a Blizzard interview about how he believed that Heroes of the Storm was sexist. And he really pushed the topic and pushed the topic. And like his points were really weak. Like I'm pretty sure that one of the points that was made is like roller derby fucking Nova is setting back females in gaming. I was like, what are you fucking what? I mean, I bet the most people that bought that skin were probably female to begin with. But I can see not wanting to talk to a site that clearly doesn't want to talk about your game and actually has some fucking stupid agenda. I get that. I get that. But in the case of like Kotaku reporting the release of a video game, that's not agenda driven. Like, if they got no. that scoop, of course they should publish it. And people talk about, oh, NDAs, NDAs. NDAs don't matter unless you sign them. Like, you, an NDA <laughs> is not some... An NDA is not a law. Like It's an agreement. You can't have a one-way yeah, agreement. Yeah, it's like an embargo. It's, it's not it's a, a law. It's a verbal agreement. It's well, only agreement, binding if you agreement. signed it in the first place. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, these, don't, these are not things that really matter. There's a balance to be struck between kind of freedom of the games press and rewarding sites that are aggressively going after you for reasons 
that are maybe not based entirely in how good your game is, you know, because they find something problematic or whatever. It becomes a, you know, it's, it's, it's a difference between like, you know, being political about things and talking about, you know, your company sucks because you force people into 80 hour weeks and don't pay overtime. Or your company <laughs> sucks because your game came out and it doesn't run properly. Instead of your company sucks because we think that the breast size of Kami in this version of Street Fighter V is too large. There's a balance mm. to be struck there, right? Yeah, Bet absolutely. Between like, yeah. And I think the balance is what serves the public interest and the consumer and what does not. The balance is they can never be too large. <laughs> I absolutely think they can. <laughs> they get in the way. That, that whole segment and... They get in the way. Oops. You wouldn't want your view model to be that large, man. You need a slimmer view model so you got uh, more field of view. You are there right. You you Tactics. But stripping just only, only John can bring field of view into of the course. discussion of breast size. Absolutely. You need a wide field anything. of view so you can get them all in there. This That's is, really important. Is, he, he has a superpower, albeit yeah. a terrible one, to bring FOV into any walk of life. <laughs> yeah, accurately. right. Mm -hmm. I am the worst supervillain. Yeah, yeah, you're terrible. I just make conversations that little bit more boring, and that's you my are, superpower. You are the head honcho of the League Fog of Man. Mediocre yeah. Supervillains. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in this case, like, to me, it seems uh, like if you're not willing to stand up for the rights of people you don't like, then you don't really have a right to complain kind of when they come for you, you know? There's a lot of today, mm -hmm. you, tomorrow, me, and there's a lot of what's the point in free speech if we only defend the free speech that we agree with. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so I think there's, there's a bit of that. Obviously, there's still a balance to be struck. And yes, publishers have the right to restrict access. It's not good for consumers for access to be restricted like that because we want as many opinions out there accurately as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If a site is being a bunch of fucking stupid assholes, Okay, I can understand why a company might turn around and say, you know what, we've we've had enough of your antics. Yeah, uh, I like injecting a political agenda into everything there's a lot they of say. That, and you know? Mm -hmm. uh, is there a, there's a reason why Anita Sarkeesian doesn't get advanced review copies for everything. <clears throat> you know? Because the chances are she's going to come up with something that has very little to do with the game and say, well, you know, there's this thing that I find problematic or whatever. I was like, well, that's okay, because one, she's not a journalist, so it doesn't really matter. And certainly, you know, there was never really the expectation that she'd gain that access and use it for the public interest. Mm. You know? She used it for a very niche interest, which is also valid. That's fine. But I think that... I don't think anyone should be celebrating Kotaku getting, like, blacklisted. Or yeah. anybody. You know? I, I wouldn't. Kotaku is technically mm -hmm. my competition, and I'm not celebrating it. You know? No. I despise most of what Polygon does. I wouldn't want them blacklisted. There's a small part of me that's really happy because I'm more likely to get a copy of a game now that there's less competition. <laughs> One but out of like thousands think, of copies. Then I think about it more, and you're right. I feel bad <laughs> yeah. for them. Shit, they are they are frenemies. They are my frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a very short-term attitude, I think, when you say, "Ha ha, fuck that guy." Because tomorrow it'll, someone will be saying, ah, fuck that guy, and that guy's you. Yep. And, then, and then you've got no moral ground to stand on. No. Yeah. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not hugely keen on what's happened to Kotaku. I, I, I don't encourage that, certainly, from any publisher. You know, we've all had our fair share of bullshit from publishers. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Tis the industry we work in. I was going to say, yeah, uh, it's a complex industry. It is so yeah. complex, jeez, and it's such like a—it's kind of the same of any industry. Like everybody kind of knows each other after a while. It's 
just everything overlaps everyone overlaps it's mm. where like opinions and personal relationships come into it far too much but yeah. that's a whole other topic i mean jesus i mean there's a lot of like not what you know but who you know thing going on mm. with um, big time it's, Very much so. do you have the right connections to get in with something like do you get the review copy because you know a dude probably like you know review <laughs> copies aren't given out based on merit guys if you didn't already know this a lot of it is down to contacts and down to who you know nine and times always out of gonna... ten you'll get it from someone you know yes. rather than just like the actual pr team yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of that and you've got to be careful because staying on people's good side is almost too important in this industry mm. and that's gonna mm -hmm. always affect your ability to be critical you know if yep. This is especially the issue with brand deals that we've talked about a lot. You know, if I don't want to, sh you know, if I'm like a guy that gets a lot of money from Ronku, I probably don't want to start shitting on EA's games because Ronku will probably turn around and say, well, we don't really want you as our Ronku streamer anymore, you know? There's yeah. always going to be a problem there. It's harder to talk with a dick in your mouth. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> ah, there we Perfect. Go. That yeah. sums up everything. Uh, wow. Leave that it to Strippin to manage to figure everything out with a penis. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Always dick on the brain with that guy. Love it. Yep. And I'm sure I'd prefer if it was his. Nope. Wow. No? Alright, no. fair play. Are, are you what? saying if you could not suck your own dick? If you could <laughs> suck your own dick, would you not do it? If he could. Is it, are, we gonna do, are we going to go around the room? <laughs> and yes or no? There's I'm no point because alone. everyone uh, would say alone, yes. It's a serious question. I'm not going to answer it alone in front you're of you. If you had the opportunity, if you could do it, you probably would. Let's be honest. And pretty much every bloke in the universe would. I that's my theory. I don't think I would, man. Uh, I don't think I would. You don't think they would? I don't think I would. Really? Yeah. I mean, you got a hygiene problem down there? or? Yeah, you got some problems no, going on, Sam? No, I just, I feel good? like, I feel like <laughs> the work involved would take away from the enjoyment If it was easy. You know, if it was really easy, if it was just as easy as doing yeah, it the other what, way. Like you just fucking pop your head off. Yeah, if you could do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Take it down there. Oh, God. Yeah, if you could do that. Don't tell me that if you could do that with no consequences, you wouldn't. All right, well, you've changed the game now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've changed That's the game. game changer. I'm yeah. thinking about the physical exertion level. I would be a little bit worn out. The amount out. of effort involved. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. I'd, fuck, I'd be like, fuck, this is work. What, imagine a day where I'm just not feeling it. Like 45 minutes of sucking my own dick. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> you thought I even realized by then. What uh, has this become? Sometimes we talk about video games. From like cutting edge industry problems with Kotaku to <laughs> sucking <laughs> your own dick. That went two seconds. Five minutes. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Let's do releases. There aren't that many. Miss Jesse. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, dear God. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So I guess I'll uh, read out you lot. You need to jump over to Steam and Google and Google this shit as I talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to have a more organized system this time around because it's usually just me doing this and Dodger reading. So here's what we're going to do. Stripping, you're going to look up the first game. Sack, you're going to look up the second. You know, Littlewood, you're going to look up the third. And we're going to rotate <laughs> that way. So you're going to tell me what all these weird fucking games are. Strip, you've got a really easy start. It's November 19th, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, uh, November 19th, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, it's a game about stabbing people in... Uh, it's a game about stabbing yeah. people. It's the 127th iteration of the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, it has no co-op and no multiplayer. You will be alone. Uh, and you will get frame rate issues. You will. You'll get, those are all true. All true. Sacriel, Scourge of War Waterloo. What yeah, is that? Yeah, so... <laughs> 
I'm looking at the video. It looks very much like to Rome Total War, but Waterloo. So as an Englishman, any game where you get to slay um, a load of people in war is always good. Um, I've never heard of it myself. It's down as strategy simulator, war game, and co-op. Um, but yeah, it, it looks pretty pretty cool if you're into your Rome Total War, but with guns instead of bows. In the little wood, tell me about wildlife cam. Wildlife cam. I'm watching a baby tiger right now walk on its front paws. This is ridiculous. Uh, it, it, imagine, the imagine the graphics of RuneScape mixed with that Kinect game where you had a pet animal and you just oh, wave shit. things at it. Oh and you God, can really? put like neck scarves on your little lion and you're apparently caring for elephants and hippos. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Perfect. What more could you want? There you what go. Wildlife camp. Out now. Stripping Celestial Tear Demon's Revenge. No, that's you. You're doing that one. I'm oh, doing I'm doing after. that one. I am. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm going to the deep end. God. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell? Can't get the help four these Four of days. us here. Not yeah. three. Four. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Celestial Tear <laughs> Demon's Revenge is an episodic RPG set in a sci-fi fantasy world. Looks like it was made in RPG Maker. Probably was. Begin your journey in Hasfal, where prejudice seems to have torn the world asunder. That seems overly stressful and upsetting. <laughs> All right. Okay, strip then. Aegon. Uh, Aegon, the, the lost sword of Toledo, uh, is already out. Well, yeah, because it's this is November nineteenth. It's out today. Okay, it's uh, it's already on sale. So I don't know what if that means good or bad. It's a it's a puzzle game. <laughs> uh, it's set in the Spanish city of Toledo. You are <clears throat> Professor Hunt, and you have to reveal the secrets behind a mysterious sword. So it's kind of like a, wall, a walk around, interact with your surroundings puzzle game. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Also out today, by the way, is Hard West, which I've been playing a little bit of. Wild Isn't West. Like XCOM, but World War II. Uh, but um, Wild, Wild West. West. Yeah, it's kind of Weird West. <clears throat> apparently there's some weird shit that goes on. So Weird West is apparently now a setting, a genre. Uh, so it's the idea of a Wild West, but with kind of a cult shit. So far, what I've played of it has been pretty good. The best thing about that game, one of the skills you get early on is called Ricochet. So you can find an item on the map, like a fucking saucepan, ricochet your shot off it and shoot somebody that's like behind cover by going pew, bang. No. It's Wasn't that in like a new Jesse Eisenberg movie? Hard West? <laughs> I, no, 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 that, that saucepan move. It was like in a movie recently. Um, that's been done for, that's been a fucking Western <laughs> thing for ages, man. That's a very yeah. spaghetti Western move. Yeah, so it's, uh, so far seems pretty good, but I haven't played enough of it yet to really judge, but I'm going in on that. All right. For a moment, I thought your pop shield was a frying pan. No. And now I realize it's a pop shield. <laughs> Dong. Yeah, I keep a frying pan around just in case. It's really useful on stream. It All right. well entangled. I don't know who is next, but uh, Nusakana. Right. Uh, so I've, tri I've tried looking this up, and it's it's not happening. <laughs> okay. I've got it's... it. I found it. You got it? Oh, have you got it? Saka's yeah, got Nusakana. It. So it's a, it's a JRPG. You play as a tourist having a full year vacation on an island because of a mysterious invitation. Ooh. Will it be a holiday or, a, or an adventure? And it's basically a JRPG. It's got very much like a, a Zelda Link to the Past aesthetic to it. Mm. Um, but with it being a JRPG, it also has monsters and boobs. Yep, of course it does. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Mayan Death Robots. <laughs> ah, Strip. I mean, we've played this one, right? Yeah, this was a Coxcon. It looks like Jesse's done a video of it. Yeah. Yeah, this was a Coxcon. I played this. It's it's kind of like a it's an artillery game basically. Kind of think. Oh, worms. we have played it. Yeah, but you you're various it. Mayan death robots that have all these different abilities and 
you try and either knock people off the level or damage the power core. It's a kind of fun uh, party game. Yes, it's a fun little party game brawler, like Tower yeah. Bullish. Tactical Soccer, the new season. It oh, looks like it's a FIFA game ripped from like Windows XP, if not earlier. It, oh, wow. it is a uh, tactical turn-based soccer simulation where you control all 11 players at the same time and tell them what to do. And then it's the other a player... boring Blood Bowl then, basically. It's like yeah, Blood Bowl it's, without the fighting. It's a shit, shit, shit Blood Bowl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. 12 Next. is better than 6. I am fan the Kickstarter. True. <laughs> I found the Kickstarter. It looks like it's some kind of Wild West game. Um, a dynamic oh, top-down hardcore shooter yeah, no, with no, fighting hands. Yeah, I've yeah. seen this. This is pretty badass. So it's like a, it's it's one of the most visually impressive games I've seen for a while. It's basically like a cartoon, hand-drawn, top-down shooter. Oh. So I remember, I, I'm trying to think of what game it's kind of like. Um, it's you don't really get games like this. It's literally straight down. So a lot of the I mean, like visually it looks a lot like Guild of Dungeoneering. Mm. But the actual game is like a yeah, it's a top-down hardcore shooter with stealth. Huh. Yeah, but you get like bows and shotguns and rif repeating rifles and all the kind of Wild West stuff. And what's cool is a lot of the characters just have like cowboy hats on. So from above, they're just like a circle. Giant with the guns cowboy hat. Out. Yeah. But the, aesthetically, I've seen a video of this playing. It actually looks really, really, really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next, Angels That Kill is apparently a dark first-person adventure game that tells the story of two men as they un uncover the truth behind a murder that has shaken the city. And every screenshot of the city on the Steam page, <laughs> there is not a single soul in sight. Oh. It, it, it's just grey, black. It's very grey, yeah. There is nothing going on there. What is happening? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Signal to Noise. Signal to Noise is a rail shooter okay. that is musically driven. It's very colourful. And uh, yeah, it's just your standard. You're in a little ship. You go along on rails and you shoot enemies to music. Also known as we're trying to be res. Mm -hmm. Next, <laughs> The Consuming Shadow. This is uh, Yahtzee's game, if I recall correctly. Oh, is it's, it? Yeah, it's a procedural survival horror adventure uh, with the worst UI of all time. <laughs> um, fighting against kind of Cthulhu-esque monsters with like permadeath gameplay. Apparently, it's quite a lot of fun, but you've got to get past the fact that the UI was designed by Yahtzee, basically an MS Paint, and it looks dreadful. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a paint game. Okay, next one. Chronicles of a Dark Lord Rhapsody Clash. Uh, I'm looking at it. It looks like the 2000th video game ever released made using RPG Maker, but it looks oh. like it's rhythm-based <laughs> combat again. Okay. So there yeah, you it's go. another RPG Maker game. Yeah, that's mm. true. Time Tenshi. Oh my oh. god, it's... Boobs it's, boobsy, if you look at it on Steam. Uh, it's like an anime yeah. click-through dating sim game. Oh, another one. And the boobs are so big. Oh god, they're not even trying to hide that. They're not even trying. <laughs> that is wow. Not, I don't think that's tried. anatomically sustainable. No, like, I don't think so. They would all be dead. Those just, fall, they just fall over all the time. They're weaponized. No, it would just suffocate them in their sleep. It would just. What's oh, great God. is they're all wearing like Warcraft female armor as well. So it's just oh, like a little armor plate over the nipples and a, oh, and a bikini bottom. That's about it. That's I don't know what the FMV slider on that one's That doesn't change anything no. in this reality, no matter where you are in time. Switch Galaxy Ultra. Uh, I don't think it's out for Steam. It looks like it's out for PlayStation 4. It is out on Steam as well. Uh, it is. Oh, is it? I'm trying to find the Steam page. 
It looks like uh, it's kind of a, I wouldn't even call it a runner necessarily. It actually looks like a really pretty kind of racing like obstacle wipeout. dodging game. It's It looks like Wipeout, but it's not really a racing game. It's an obstacle dodger. So it's kind of like Race the Sun, only you're kind of on a track. Uh, yeah. It's a good looker, though. Looks it really nice. Pre- yeah, it's yeah. quite pretty. Absolutely. Uh, next one, Chrono Storm, Siberian Border. That is an RPG if I ever heard one. Where is it? It's actually a a, oh. yes. Yes, like an RTS. It, <laughs> it came out in 2009, so I don't even know why it's on this list. Apparently, it's yeah, coming to Steam. Yeah. The Deed. Oh, The Deed is amazing. Uh, what is it? You are Aaron Bruce. You're the rightful heir. You return home to find that your father has cut you out of the will, and dun, it is dun, a green murder mystery game where you have to try and get away with murder. It's an adventure RPG. Huh. It looks pretty cool. I like the art style. <laughs> okay. Looks interesting. Yeah, it's a standard, standard murder mystery. Entropy Rising. That's pretty cool, actually. So it's like a first-person shooter puzzle game, kind of similar to Portal. So it's going to be uh, using like a, a, a gun or a variety of abilities to cause effects in the environment so that you can get to your goals. But it actually looks really cool. So basically you, you appear to control like electricity, fire, water, and acid. So you have to use like acid orb to burn blocks and fire orbs to set things on fire or cause steam and water. You can combine water and fire to make steam and stuff like that. So it's one of those kind of intellectual first-person shooter puzzly games where you get hmm. to mess within a, a dynamic environment to try and achieve That's your right. goals. It actually looks pretty cool. Hmm. You can even go back in time if you screw up. Huh. Empires nice. of Creation is the next one, which seems to be entering early access. You take on the role of a fleet commander and lead your empire to victory, conquer enemies, trade, and all that kind of thing. So you kind of build up a fleet as you go. Oh, I'll probably play this. It's kind of a sci-fi sandbox thingy. Okay, what else have we got? Akutika? Akutika? I think it's supposed to be pronounced Aquatica, but it's just spelled it really awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah, because you start off as a fish, so I assume that's true. spelling of Aquatica. It's an action-adventure game with puzzle elements that focuses on boss battles and there are fish, apparently. It's like spelling cool with a K. Makes you yeah. instantly cooler. I know. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Next, so Cardinal Quest 2 on November the 23rd. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's kind of a continuation of Cardinal Quest 1, which is a top-down roguelike, yeah. single-player, and you kind of just go through uh, procedure-generated levels and standard roguelike, really. Yeah, Cardinal it's, Quest it looks, is pretty good, if fun. I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, it does look fun. One more dungeon. So that's a indie RPG. Looks kind of similar to Minecraft in, in aesthetic. Uh, very basic old school graphics where your weapon yeah. is kind of like made of pixels. and But it's actually quite quite cute looking. The graphics look pretty cool. I think the, the, the enemies are like sprites and they come yeah. at you. And, um, it's like yeah, a first person roguelite, basically. Uh, so yeah. but we've seen a few games levels, like that before. Which is quite rare. You don't get procedural levels in too many things nowadays. Not in, um, not in a lot of first-person games, certainly. Yeah, and, uh, so procedural is always good. And then a whole bunch of different enemies and items. and so basically yep. it's, like, it's, like, it's like the combat system in Minecraft, but a full game of it with, yeah. with procedural. Maps. And hopefully better than the combat system in Minecraft, because that was <laughs> fucking terrible. Okay, what else we got? Uh, Clanad. Uh, it uh, seems to be... Well, go on mine. I was just going to say, it just looks like it's one of those uh, typical Japanese... Uh, not so much dating sim, it's more like a, a visual novel. Um, I don't know if you can actually... What the hell's wrong with, with their it? eyes? It's, it's it's a game interpretation of an existing manga slash anime, which is right. very old. So the art Massive style franchise, is... Massive yeah. franchise, Art style's very yeah. odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
I think that's about it, isn't it? Because uh, that will be lead us up until Tuesday. I believe, didn't uh, Mordheim just come out as well? Came out of early access? Never heard of that. Uh, yeah, Mordheim is an adaptation of one of the Warhammer games. Uh, Mordheim City of the Damned, where you have like a small warband uh, in this sort of cursed city. And you're trying to level up your guys and all that kind of thing. There's permadeath. That just came out of early access. So I'm actually hmm. wanting to play that because that looks oh, really interesting. Player. Yeah. Oh my I just, God, I'm living in chat. I just losing this. it over Clan Ad. <laughs> Chat's yeah, just Clan Ad eyes are awesome. Yeah. would be proud of you, Chat. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty much wraps so up, I think. Of, so it's kind of like Vermintide, I guess. But uh, it's it's turn-based tactics as opposed. It's, oh, it's it, turn-based. Okay. Strangely enough, it's actually very similar to Vermintide in setting. Like you are dealing with, uh, I think Skaven are involved in all that kind of thing. Mordheim mm. was one of their smaller games that they released back when they weren't so concerned about milking as much money as possible, where it's like, hey, you have a band of six or seven kind of mercenaries, and you're in this cursed city, and there's warpstone everywhere, and every your characters were persistent from game to game. So, like, a yeah. character could die forever in the board game, and all that kind of oh, thing. Okay. And you could, like, oh level God, your dudes up. We have to play this TV. It looks great. Uh, yeah, actually, we should give this a shot. This actually looks pretty fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Sweet. All right, that pretty much wraps everything up. Thank you very much for watching the Colony Optional podcast today. <laughs> We may or may not be back on Tuesday with the regular lineup. I will keep you posted on Twitter as always. But before we go, let's uh, hear from our guests as to what exactly they're going to be doing this week. Strippin, what's going on? What are you going to be doing? Uh, I stream every day, 5 p.m. GMT onwards. Uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. All I've got plans to do anyway. Uh, I'm probably going to play some Battlefront after the podcast today because I haven't streamed it yet. But yeah, just pretty much just streaming. That's uh, gonna be it. Yeah, twitch.tv slash stripping. Sacriel, if you want to find your stuff, where do they go? Uh, they can find me on twitch.tv slash Sacriel without the 42, but on YouTube and Twitter, it's Sacriel with the 42 because people took my shit. Uh, I'm gonna be streaming uh, Battlefront, Overwatch, and uh, Daisy. And I'm actually flying to Columbus, Ohio tomorrow to do some Battlefront stuff that you'll hear more about. So if you follow me on Twitter, you can see what I'm doing there. Uh, but big thank you for inviting me on. It's, I've, I've watched the show for a very long time and it's an absolute honor. So thank you very much. He heard it that time. Yay! <laughs> uh, during, the, during the last break, he said thank you, but you were muted. So me and Martin just laughed in his face because you didn't hear it. It was a really like sincere, heartfelt yeah, he like, like, oh, thank you. Like, thank I'm you so having much, it. John. I had such a great time today. And we were just like, ha <laughs> ha! John's just there, just like eating something, and like he can't hear a yeah. word we're saying. What, what, like... was, what was funny was you were looking at the camera, almost like you were processing what I said, but <laughs> yeah. you couldn't hear me, and then you couldn't just got a chocolate out and started eating chocolate. <laughs> it was hilarious. In the little um, word, where do they go if they want to find your content? What's coming up on the stream and on YouTube this week? Um, pretty much more Mario Maker on YouTube. I'm playing it very badly every single day, making my way through the uh, Escapist Duct Tape Duct Tapes Are Forever DLC at the moment, which is fun. Uh, and then on Twitch, I think I'm just gonna be hitting up some Battlefront and some Overwatch this weekend. And I'm in the Littlewood on everything other than Instagram, but that should hopefully be updating soon. So come and find me. Fantastic. Good to hear. You can find my stuff over at YouTube.com/slash/CynicalBrits if you so desire. I do stream from time to time, usually this podcast. Hopefully the next one will be on Tuesday if everything goes well. I've been having a bit of a hiatus for various medical reasons, so I should hopefully be coming back over the next couple of days. Although I'm heading out of the weekend to Atlanta to go watch Survivor Series. And nice. that should be a lot of fun. Wait, as in WWE yeah. Survivor Series? Yep. Oh, I'm jealous. Awesome. i got second row seats on the hard camera side. I'm looking fucking forward to it. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. Shit. 
If Roman oh, Reigns becomes fucking world champion, there will be a riot, and I will be leading that riot. <laughs> Fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Not on any of that. That's, that's absolute nonsense.